Hi, this is Dustin's brother Brennan, and I never listen to None Taken, and probably never will, and it's because I don't love him. Got kicked out of a steak shake today. Wait, literally? Really? Yeah. How, how does this happen? Um, I don't know how much I can share. Basically, I told them that their equipment was exceptionally in... Um, you, you know what words I want to say, right? You can say other words. I can just like blink twice if you... <laughs> they they had not taken care of their shit. It was in a fucked up situation. Yeah. Oh, was it gross? Was it... Uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm like Hector I see. on Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, listen, I'm not touching this. This is... Uh, uh... Um, kind of. I mean, I didn't really go that far, but the guy was really sensitive about it. Took it really personally. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? That's not... that. Like, fine, I'll go home. Like, that's totally fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's never happened to me in my career well, before, but uh, I was like, this one's okay. I'm fine. I told my boss he wasn't happy, but he understood. I sent him a picture. He's like, okay, you know what? Hold on. Let me send you this. <laughs> that picture of my leg was my pants, obviously. Um, at one point, my pants were like stuck to it, and I was like, what the heck? And I looked down and I peeled it off like they were stuck to a rat trap. Jesus Christ. And that's man. when the manager walked by, and I um, probably had more of an attitude when I described the condition it was in. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. Okay. Note to self. Don't go there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Damn. I mean, I, I would assume that maybe not representative of the entire place, but Jesus, if they allow that in one place, will they allow anywhere else? <clears throat> yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Fair. Uh, wow why don't i play this we'll start the show okay so this chick is uh this is one of those videos where it's like after the dentist or after some sort of sedation right Mm -hmm. so she's sitting in a hospital bed um i don't know if if you're gonna hear it when it first starts she's like i'm high as balls her mom's like hey peyton peyton don't say that it's a dog's name (laughs) it's a man's last name anyways Oh, wait, no, that's Peyton Manning's his last name. It's a boy's name and a dog's name. Well, you're thinking Walter Peyton, maybe. Yes, which he was probably <laughs> yeah. named after. Okay, enough sports selling. Yeah. Um, mm. So she's she's a bit of an athlete, and she's about to tell her mom um, why. Um, it gets embarrassing really quick. Get up high as balls. Peyton. Okay, so she's holding a popsicle stick. Her dad's like rubbing her leg. She's holding a popsicle, excuse me. She's taking it up to her mouth. She's staring around the room like she's surprised. She kind of dabbles it around her face before she gets in. Very little, kind of passionate, let's say. Want to see my special talent? Want to see my special talent? What's that? Nope. It's what you think. That's a special talent that you can stick that all the way to the back of your neck. Don't act like you haven't done it before, Mom. Y'all let me in this damn house. (laughs) Should we record? Yeah, one, two, three. So it hurt. All right, you ready? (laughs) I am ready. Are you recording? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right, you want to start a show? Let's start a show. That podcast is filling your head with garbage. I got to wait, I just think I have to make it. No, that's taken there. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, it sounds like none taken. I just hang out the meat. Welcome to None Taken, the internet's only debate and current events show with your hosts, Dustin and Alan, two political nomads from two different worlds. Shout out to Reverend Peyton's big damn band for the use of their song Ways and Means for our intro music. Thank you for joining us. At the time of this recording, it is May 2nd, 2023. It's a great day for America. <laughs> we are two coastal elites coming to you from the shores of the mighty Cumberland in Madison, Tennessee, all the way to the Pacific waters of El Cerrito, California. Here to recap another week of current events and sharing way too much of our tragic personal life. <laughs> Please subscribe right now wherever you listen to this. Head on over to our uh, social tabs and do that there. Find the place to review us. Leave us a positive review. Or don't do any of that. Just go to our store. It's called FungibleNunTakens.com. We got some cool shirts. Um, they say I love country music and it's got Marjorie Taylor Green hidden in there. Um, hey, if you want to help out our one and only sponsor, be like Slick It's Digital or if you're cool like Slick It's Digital, you want to improve your brand, head on over to SlickIt'sDigital.com for all your SEO and marketing needs. Alan. Hell yeah. What is up, buddy? What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I hope you all had a fantastic week. Um, I myself did some traveling last week. I, I think I talked about that on the last you did. Week's show. You did. Actually, yeah. I want to hear more about your week and if... It, it feels weird because the natural state of things is I hand it over to you here, you talk. Right. And, but um, yeah, yeah. I, but I yeah. think, yeah, we, you know, we're, look, the show must go on. We're doing our show. Um, what we're about to talk about, the person involved with it wouldn't want us to do anything. Um, me, anyways, let's get into, let me, I, I didn't have a lot to talk about. I want to hear your week. Um, yeah. Your week leads into the events that, what what happened. We're going to get to. Yeah. We're going to so, get to. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and start off? Uh, and I'll... You know, I. I had a great weekend. Um, Natasha had a burlesque show at a huge venue in downtown Nashville. It was just, she had such a great Very performance. Cool. Um, everybody on the, on the review, everybody at the burlesque show was great. It was like, like, I'm not her, but I was like, if I was her, I would be so proud of myself to be a part of that show. It was a really good show. Yeah, She did a cool. great job. She nailed it. Um, and it was a huge audience and just people were loving it. Actually, Everyone was loving it except for a handful of people guy, of guys' wives who were like getting mm. raised. I, I keep meaning to isolate it. There's a video of a guy like recording it and his wife looks at him and he's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's really funny. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of it, man. I'm sure there's other stuff I'm forgetting about. But why don't you tell me what happened? Um, a, bit, a little, you know, you had a whole vacation. Talk, you, met, you went down and hung out with our buddy Drew, right? Was yeah. That the, okay. Yeah, man. Um, so actually, so. I actually didn't go to Santa Paul. Oh, I drove through Santa Barbara. Drew lives like 30 minutes from Santa Barbara, like south of Santa Barbara okay. in, in Ventura. Oh. And honestly, we just hung out in Ventura. I the love whole Ventura. Time. There's so yeah. much. Oh, there's so much to do there. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, he lives right there on the water by the marina. I didn't know that. Um, I, I wouldn't have been talking oh, to him about Santa Barbara ish. That's funny. Well, he works in Santa Barbara, but yeah. Yeah. So, um, dude, we went to a um, couple places. We went to Social Taps when I first got down there. That was a really cool place. We watched the, the Warriors Kings game there. Um, we went to this place called Made West Brewing. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's mm -hmm. right on the water on the pier. That's sick. Um, 
And uh Oh, did you go to oh fuck, I wish I told you. Did you go to the Tiki bar? Um Ventiki? I did not. Uh, I should have told you about it. Well, next time you get down there again. Yeah, next time. Um, anyways, they had really good beer and the views are amazing just right there on the water. Uh, a couple other breweries. Um, we went to this place called Brophy Brothers, also right on the water, which is a um like a seafood restaurant. We went through happy hour. We ate so much food. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. A great spot, great views, really good food. Uh and then we came back up to the bay. Uh, Drew came up here, and we went to a couple places. Went to Army, went to Hotsy Totsy, had some drinks hey, over there. Hotsy Totsy. Yeah, Hotsy Totsy. I, I don't think I've ever taken him there. And uh, it was it was as usual, pretty wild. Uh, there was some drunk chick hitting on him, which was fun. Um, anyways, we had a very good, good time there. And then um, we went to Oakland the next day. Uh, we went to Sante, Darius, and Ghost Town. Really cool. Um, great beer. That Those places are uh, places that Tim had turned me on to uh, before. I had a really good time there. Um, and then we had a concert to go to on Sunday night uh, in Berkeley at a place called Cornerstone, which is uh, like two blocks away from, from Study Hall, which uh, listeners of the show will know. Um, uh Jerry, friend of the show, Jerry uh, was the the manager of, of that place, um, and so I was like, well, you know, obviously we're going to go to study hall before we go to the concert. So we go to study hall and uh, we walk in. It just opened. They opened at like four thirty. We walk in and sat down, ordered a couple of drinks, and um, I was looking around and I noticed that like the um, kind of like the vibe was off a little bit, like. There are people I hadn't seen in there before. Um, um, and just, I don't know. Like, if you knew Jerry, he was very attentive to detail. He had a very specific, like, vibe, I think, that he wanted in his places. And any place that you went to that he managed had that vibe. Um, and it just didn't feel right. <clears throat> Take your time, dude. Okay. Um. So you were noticing the vibe. Did you go up and talk to, like the, were you sitting at the bar? So so we were sitting at the bar, and I asked the bartender if he was there, and uh, give me a sec. Yeah. <laughs> You could just see, uh, like, his face fell. It was um, like, so um, you, could, you could see his face fall, and he said, Jerry passed, um, I guess, on a Friday. Um, and I, I didn't know. So, um... Can, can you give me a second? Yeah. yeah. So maybe some of you don't remember. Um, actually, I, I realized when I was looking for it, when he came on the show, uh, he came on the show after the Travis Scott concert to talk about his dealings with that yeah. same uh, management company um, yeah. for the event management. And 
he used the uh, pseudonym Guy Guyington. So mm -hmm. um, nobody knew that we were talking to Jerry. <laughs> right. Um, uh. And, you know, but I mean, I remember like the first time I ever talked to him because he was literally one of the, like might've been the first person to truly engage the show online. Mm -hmm. um, he posted, he used to always do these, cartoon drawings Cartoons. of like, um, yeah. Calvin and Hobbes or X-Men yeah. characters. And it was like one of those, but it had, he'd always put song lyrics, you know, not related mm -hmm. to the image, but it looks like artistic together. Yeah. Yeah. And he had like a stone to pilots lyric in there. And I was like, Oh, I always thought that it's the sell your soul by an autograph or sign an autograph. Mm. And I remember I was like, Hey, when I was a kid, I thought he said stegosaurus sign an autograph. And he laughed and <laughs> we started talking and like, you know, yeah. um, and then maybe, uh, Oh, a couple of years ago now, he was he was listening to the show. He's like, "Hey, you know, the show account is just says none taken." He's like, "I don't know if I'm talking right. to Dustin or Alan." I'm like, "Oh, this is Dustin. I'm in San Diego. Alan's up in the Bay Area." He's like, "Okay, Alan talked about Hotsy Totsy. Like, I, mm -hmm. I'm right down the street from there. I love that place." And and then I think you guys went and hung out there like the next weekend. Yeah, we actually, I hung out at his place. So he was running Ivy Room, which is like a block away from Otzi Totsi at that point, and which is a small music venue right here in, in Albany. And uh, yeah, I went and hung out with him and he was just such a cool guy. He just, he just exuded just, I don't know, cool and warmth yeah. and just. Yeah, compassion, you know, creativity, made, but like, yeah. but, but like abrasive in a good way or maybe unrefined. Yeah, is that a not abrasive. Yeah, like, like he was willing to just like. There was nothing out of bounds for that dude, yeah. and he was so just genuine, dude. Yeah. So uh, you you talk about his cartoons. So he actually went to school to be a graphic designer, and ended up in in the music venue slash bar business, um, and just absolutely made his put his mark. You know, he worked at so many venues, uh, I think Great American Music Hall, like like five or six venues throughout the Bay Area, um, and people, everybody that worked with them loved him. You could tell when um, Ivy Room reopened. They, he was the first person they hired back after yep. the pandemic. He was yeah. <sighs> um, so, so yeah, it, it was absolutely devastating to hear that news on Sunday night. And I, I had to excuse myself and go to the bathroom just to kind of recover. Um, and so <clears throat> I'm really glad that <clears throat> Drew was with me. <sighs> I almost had it. Uh, <laughs> okay, man. <clears throat> I was able just to tell him stories, you know? Mm. Yeah. Sort of read. We'd, yeah. We'd hung out probably six or seven times since I met him. Um, you know, I'd go to his spots and we'd hang out. Um, he'd come by my work once because um, I worked very close to where he lived as well. Um, so just absolutely devastating news. Uh, he survived by an eight-year-old son. Yeah, his name's Calvin, after Calvin and Hobbes, obviously, which he loved. Um, yeah, man, just just a huge loss. Huge loss. So the yeah. the GoFundMe is, uh, it's Jerry Scheibel Memorial Fund. Scheibel is spelled, so Jerry is spelled normally, J-E-R-R-Y. Scheibel is S-C-H-E-I-B-L-E -E Memorial yeah. Fund. If you look for that, it's a picture of him. Um with his son and some friends at a baseball game. Um, and that was actually set up by the folks at the Ivy room, um, on his family's behalf. So the proceeds all go to his son. Uh, right. 
you know, the Jerry was a hell of a dude. It, I always just, I knew I was going to come back to San Francisco at t- some point to see you and I'd mm. get to hang out with Jerry, you know, like it's just, yeah, he was a huge supporter of the show. He wanted us to do a live show at his spot. You know. Um, like, I, like yeah, when I, I don't, when I'm, when I hear that and I get nervous about like, Oh my God, could we do that? He saw that in us that I, you know, like just someone that believes in you like that. It's just, this is a hard loss, man. Um, I've kind of been in a malaise all day. I thought I was going to lose it when I started talking to you and I saw you cry and, and somehow I'm keeping my shit together. I don't know how, man. Um, why don't I, yeah. well, you're helping me keep it together a little bit. Well, <laughs> so, that's good. So I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, we don't, um, you know, we typically start the show off with a little bit of our personal, our tragic personal life. And then we move into some comedy and then some lighter news, heavier news. And then we get into the full steam in the second half of the show. Um, but you know, Jerry's a part of the show and, um, we've, we're, you know, we're experiencing a huge loss. So I think that it's uh, appropriate that we recognize him as best we can in these moments. Can we do a moment of silence? Just, Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. I have ADHD. Is it disrespectful if I ask you if we're doing the full minute? No, or am I bringing levity? That's levity or is yeah, that? Okay. That's, we're, right. we're good. We're okay. good. Um, well, speaking of levity, told you I have something to transition us out of this. But I did also tell you to wave your hands around like a maniac if you don't like it. I have a clip. <laughs> I have something about a minute long that I, um, I'd like to think Jerry would have liked us to play afterwards. I'm telling you explicitly, okay. you better do this. Uh, if this, <laughs> something like this ever happens to me, I definitely want this after you talk about me. Understood. Record, okay. Understood. Please. <clears throat> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but God damn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. He's down on the phone. Okay, I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, ponderous. man. <laughs> ponderous. ponderous. Jerry would've loved ponderous. that. Jerry would've loved it. Yeah, okay. All right. Absolutely. Alright, um, well, let's get into our, um, let's get into our show. So, uh, we got a couple of comedy clips sent in. The first one, as, as is tradition, is from Young Thrash Lad. This is a quick hitter, Alan. This will get you, this is sort of like a, a moose push to get you back into mm, the silly okay. spirits. Gotcha. Do you want gotcha. me to play some okay. of these other sounds that always make you laugh? Hold on, I've got some for you. Sure. Do not come. Um, <laughs> Let's cram earthworms up our area. Um, Let's rape possums. China is asshole. I'm a cunt. Is that better? You feeling better? <laughs> that's better. That's better. All right. All right. That's better. Okay, yeah. so here's a, here's a stand up comedian. I was a lawyer in this city for many, many years, but I was recently fired by my firm. Uh, guys, never say pedophile schmetophile in front of a jury. 
right, that's Alan Fitzgerald. He spells it the normal way, not like you, Alan. Only one L. Mm. Um, here's uh, the only note I have on this one is Epstein biopic. Mm. This is uh, Jeff. This is Jeffrey Epstein biopic. This is Steve mm. Byrne. Steve Byrne is a comic, Alan. Burn with a Y. Yes, I know him. Jeffrey Epstein biopic. It's going to star George Clooney, and it's called, oh, she's 11? Oh, <laughs> God damn it. Oh, God. Oh, it's two quick ones. All right. Thanks, Thrash. Um, oh, uh, this one is sent in by niche internet micro-celebrity Woodrow Twil- Trilson. Uh, oh, I like him. him. On the Instagrams, yeah. He has a fun page. Yeah, he does. We're in the same little political politogram chat group. Um, I get to see his memes like five seconds before he posts them because everyone's just like, great job, Woodrow. Just keep doing what you're doing. We all love you. Uh, anyway, uh, this is uh, Racist Cops Lifeguard. That's the joke. Oh, I know this joke. This is good. Um, this is, who is this? Of course, no fucking name. If I find the name in the meantime, I'll tell you. Assuming that mm. black people's biggest fear is racist cops. It's racist in every job. You know what's more terrifying than a racist cop? A racist lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> A racist cop got to at least break a sweat, lie to somebody. A racist lifeguard just have to not notice you out there. <laughs> and you dead. <laughs> so ask yourselves, is it that black people can't swim? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Or have we been the victims of a decades-long conspiracy by the aquatic wing of the Ku Klux Klan? <laughs> the aquatic, aquatic wing, wow. Uh, okay, and uh, Slickett sent this one, and I have no notes, so we're just going in blind here. Um, mm. Hold on, I got to start the damn clip right. So this is two comics on stage. What is going on here? This is Sam Marill. Uh, and Wilsley Vince, Wilsley Vince. Oh yeah, they do Jewish like hero. duo shows sometimes. Okay, so he said. Who, so Wilsley says, "Who are some Jewish heroes?" Woody Allen is my guy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the way it hurt me to kind of lose Woody Allen, I bet Cosby hurt you, right? No, not a Cosby fan. <laughs> not of his comedy, but I heard you liked his other work. <laughs> Is there more? That's fucking funny. I have not seen this already. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Kanye West, I would say more. Oh, that so, hurt. But yeah. Yeah, that stung a little bit for a Jew as well. I'm, I, we weren't thrilled. <laughs> I cut Kanye off when he said slavery was a choice. You know. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. It took me a little longer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that's good. I was like, that's pretty messed up, but let's see, let's see what else he has in the store. And, uh, and then he got the Jews, and I was like, never again. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, sure beats crowd work, man. Man, I was, um, mm. I, I just, I just, actually, we got a good platform for this, guys. Um, unless it's exceptional, we are. We're trying to avoid too much crowd work because it's it's not mm. even a trick. Like next time you watch it, try, see if the comic is actually doing anything funny. Chances are yeah. they have like one line that they say after someone in the crowd happens to say something that everyone can agree is funny. And all you did was just fish forever until you got a YouTube or a, a real yep. post. So you got and, a real. Yeah. Yep. And it's like it's almost never the comic that's funny. It's like it's like a it's a behind the ear trick, but like. No, yeah, it's not even exactly. a bad trick. It's, it's yes. a gut you nose. It's a gut you nose. That's what it is. It's a right. gut you nose. And, and especially it, if you have a crowd that's like primed to laugh, that's just going to laugh at anything. Yeah, like, 
you can say anything at that point. Yep. You're just going to be like, ah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is from Way. This is Gen Z stereotypes and a little bit of life advice. Uh, <laughs> this is a curveball you're not going to see coming. Are y'all depressed? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Talking about Gen Z. <clears throat> I've learned two things about Gen Z. <clears throat> Let me know if this is accurate of your peers. They're depressed. <laughs> We've established that. And they hate the government. Yes. Right? They're suicidal. And they hate America. And I'm like, you know what? This is the perfect generation to introduce them to Islam. Do you know who I mean? <laughs> uh, okay, this is, damn it, I don't know who that was. Uh, this is from Paul. This is Jeff Dye, and he's talking about trans. Uh, watch yourself, Paul. Sort of, I don't care. <laughs> right? Like trans, like, I don't, if I'm honest, I like trans, I like trans women more than I like regular women. <laughs> If I'm honest, have you ever talked to a trans woman? They're great. They're like dudes. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. It's yeah. awesome. I'm like, this gal gets me, you know? If you saw this, he's doing Mark Norman mannerisms. Like, he's doing mm. like a little bit of the squint. The, the arms are just like, t- you know, Mark Norman has this like tense body posture that looks like he's uh-huh. uncomfortable, but he's clearly not uncomfortable. Like, He's Even like that. the very end where he says this this gal gets me is yeah. very much Mark Norman. And he like pokes yeah. his hand out like the way Norman <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's all good at sports and shit. Oh, you're dunking. That's the whole joke. You know, he's just more of the same. He's funny. He's been on the show a few times now, I think, Chef mm. Day. But he do. I think you're right. Um, yeah. I think I had the same thought last time. I think I think I was listening to it during the edit. I was like, that sounds like Norman again. Um, this is from so also from Thrash, but this will uh, will give him a little plug here. Thrash the Libertarian on Instagram. He decided to start a Politogram account. Um, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> Interesting. I, yeah, I don't know that I would have necessarily <laughs> leaned into the Libertarian, but you know what? It's a niche. Mm. You got to have one. So, um, the so this is uh, this is we're keeping it related. This is a trans. Uh, uh, joke, trans material. So before I started transitioning, I decided that I was going to freeze some of my sperm. But because it was 2021, I had to do it over the internet. <laughs> Which means that I had to drop off a vial of my semen at a FedEx location <laughs> and ship it through the U.S. mail like a fucking terrorist. <laughs> yeah, I'm like Ted Jizinski. <laughs> I liked it at the Jasinski part, but that was pretty good. All right, well, let's move on into our segment. Um, You know, I got a couple of clips. They're somewhat organized at the beginning, and then it just gets into bananas. How about that stuff? But um, I I called these first few clips. uh, Let's have fun with misogyny. Um, Can you? Do you like these Guess Who games? I do. Okay, so guess who this is. Journey is usually the part that you remember anyways. Ooh. Need to hear it again? Can I hear it one more time? Yeah. Yeah. Journey is usually the part that you remember anyways. Wait, hold on. Did that help? It was a Glenn Greenwald's husband. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, that, was, uh, <laughs> that was Miley Cyrus. Oh! She's oh, her had voice, the... Her talking voice is kind of weird sometimes. It's been bad forever. It's been bad forever. Yeah, but it fluctuates. Sometimes it's worse than others. I don't know. Sometimes she, it's does like... Does she smoke? Is she like yes. smoking like three packs a day? Clearly. Is that what it is? Or, I mean, oh, she did, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Brennan sent... The, my asshole brother sent this in. This is uh, Charles mm. Barkley versus the women of San Antonio. 
said they didn't have good-looking women in San Antonio. Yes, you did. No, he did. No, he did. No, he did. Listen, I'm telling you the truth. I, you know, I think it's a great city. Mm-hmm. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old women. <laughs> I mean, come on now. <laughs> Shaq lost it. Shaq's See what you do to him every time you go hey, down. I'm telling you, buddy. They be woofing them, them churros. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's acting out eating Give churros. Give me one more favor. Just let me see the churro eating. Oh, oh. It's, he's doing what you, he looks like Trump dancing, but completing the motion. Double fist. You got to see this. He's doing, you know how Trump dances like he's skiing with two yeah, dudes, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, except yeah. he's doing it right here. Like that. Just like that. <laughs> Charles, oh, double Charles is churros, so man. oblivious. <laughs> how would you eat churros and drink shacks? He, that, Charles is the guy. This is of when a guy's banging you fame at the end of our, uh, our show. Yeah, right. Just, you know what? I have to say that show. I know it's that more fun than Emmys basketball. Before. It is. That show's won Emmys before, and there's a reason. I I recently kind of got back into basketball. Tim kind of was like, yeah. "Hey, man." So I've been kind of getting back into basketball and watching that show. Those guys have such great chemistry. They're so I could funny. just watch that and then not watch the game and be happy. Yeah. No, Shaq and Barkley yeah. and uh, Ernie, Kenny the Jet. I mean, Kenny. Ernie, Wait, they, Ernie. Ernie and Kenny the Jet. Yeah, they're okay. they're they're Ernie. great. They're great. I thought it was Ernie. Okay. Yeah, it's a good show. Uh, I was going to start the show with this. You know what? This show's going to be long. I'm going to skip that. Um, okay, well, let's check in with our... That's it for Misogyny Corner. Uh, let's check in with the sports desk, Alan. I guess we're already there since we've just played uh, Shaq and <laughs> Charles Barkley. Um, the TNT show, yeah. You know how we always play these uh, unintentionally homoerotic uh, mm. clips yeah, yeah. of sports? This is Skip Bayless, noted blowhard. Um, talking about, guy. I hate this guy so much. He's talking about I somebody drafted guy. in the NFL draft. Just busted right inside him, and he can't extend on me anymore. And he seems a little overwhelmed by my girth and tonnage. I just busted <laughs> right inside him, and he can't extend on me anymore. And he seems a little overwhelmed by my girth and tonnage. <laughs> girth and tonnage? Wow. Is that what he said? I don't. Yeah, I think that's what he said. Not even tonnage. Wow. Oh, I mean, that even fractionally, that asshole, that though. Be, oh, total asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, he made his career out of that. Um, yeah, pretty this much. This is uh, it's not sports. It's sports talk. It's so dumb. It's just like the made to grab your attention as you flip through channels, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe that's why we were so immune to some of that shit is because we listened to a lot of talk radio and we're like, I see what you're doing. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Anyway, um, here's uh, okay. Who's Giannis? I'm going to say it because it's fun to say. Uh, the he's Greeks. Greece's golden boy, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Did I nail it? He's a yeah. You did basketball player. Basketball lad. Yeah, yeah. He does he look big dude. Does he look Greek to you? <laughs> Not, not traditionally exactly. okay uh anyways uh the team that he was on did not advance in the playoffs and he was asked a rude question by a reporter like you know do you consider this season a failure and look we don't do a sports show this is here for a reason because i thought this was a beautiful response and people that don't listen to sports or watch sports rather um i don't expect this to make you want to start to but at least you can understand why so many people are compelled to when you when you realize that there's people like this talking about it, not just like dumb recaps of wins and losses. Anyways, here, mm-hmm. here, here we go. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right. So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal. 
right, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never, I don't, know, I don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. You know, um, I just think that uh, this, the the overall of what he's going to talk about is beautiful. But the fact that in that moment he realized, I don't want to make it personal, he backed off and made mm-hmm. his point. I mean, that's just. Especially clear- given the fact that the reporter was kind of giving him a dickish question. Yes. And, and clearly English is not his first language. And he just lost and his season just ended. Like, yeah, like yeah. just. Yeah. The the that's some he has some like Zen fucking mind ability mental fortitude right there yeah Michael Jordan played 15 years won six championship the other nine years was a failure that's what you're telling me no I'm asking you a question yes or no okay exactly so why are you asking me that question it's a wrong question there's no failure in sports you know there's good days bad days some days some days you are able to uh, be successful some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sport's about. You don't always win. Some other, other people's going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we, we were able to win one. Hopefully we can win another one. Beautiful response. Absolutely beautiful. I hadn't heard that. That's, that's Oh, good. Fantastic. Oh, I thought it. I See, I thought that you'd heard it. I'm, I was glad that was your first time hearing it as well. Okay, cool. Um, I didn't know how, I didn't know what the reach was on that. So that's good to hear that maybe we got it to other people's ears. I hadn't heard it before either. Um, I, I hate when I think like, okay, everyone's heard this, but we got to play it. So that, that's good to hear. <laughs> right, right. Um, that was beautiful. This was, uh, going to potentially open the show before I saw that, uh, that old floozy that we played here <laughs> showing her mom some tricks. Um, so, so this is a quick one. Uh, this ends abruptly. So just be prepared. So this is a job interview or no, it's like a survey question about, uh, well here. Hey, on a scale of one to 10, how homophobic are you? Uh, one. And on a scale of one to 10, how sexist are you? Yeah, I'd say one. Okay. And on a scale of one to 10, how racist are you? <sighs> Can I say zero? Uh, well, actually, no, everybody has some degree of racial prejudice in them. Nobody's 0% racist. That's why one's the lowest number you can choose. Oh, one is a low. Okay. On- <laughs> <laughs> oh, <I love> that. <laughs> You didn't specify the scale. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Thrash. Uh, this uh, new segment I've got for you that's called uh, Turns Out I'm Gay. So uh, oh. here's the clip. Do you know what Victoria's Secret actually is? Come here. It's that their models are actually men. <laughs> that's right. I couldn't believe it either. But once you see truth, everything makes sense. So this is Elaine on TikTok or Instagram or no, Twitter's called, uh, excuse me. This is Elaine in Culture Wars called... Social media, yeah. Yeah, called Trans Investigators. Um, this one's about a minute long. I, I've only been about 30 seconds into this. I figure I'll watch the rest on the show. First of all, she's got a pun she starts with. Totally picks the mm. wrong pun. I'll pause it and correct her. Welcome to today's episode of celebrities that you didn't know were actually the opposite gender. We're gonna- yep, see, it's a thing called uh, trans investigators. So they're just going around, picking fights, wow. calling people. Yep. Okay, ready? Like, uh-huh. you better have a perfect skeleton, Alan. 
<laughs> okay, get ready. We'll be covering Mandea. Okay. Mandea. She means Zendaya? Yeah. But what the fuck? Zengaya is on the table. If she doesn't know how to, she doesn't even know how to pronounce her name, <laughs> and she's about to say she's a man. A Zendaya. Let's just get right into it. By now, if you've been following my page for a minute, you know male skeletal markers. Skeletal marker number one: the straight across clavicle. We've got the brow ridge. We've got the deep socketed eyes. We've oh got the God. wide dental arch. We've got the can opener jaw. We've got the thick neck. Uh, we've got the shaped like a V. We've got these really, really, really long arms and really big hands. These are just. <laughs> just you're describing a model and they get paid right. that because they have an unusual physique like you can't point at all those things and be like that's why it's a man just a few of the opposite <laughs> gender markers there are others to confirm but when in doubt look at the significant other or the spouse oh okay, this right okay hold on i hope this goes where i think Wait, it's gonna go spider-man she's gonna say that spider pants tom holland is a girl and that's what works because what the yeah. fuck? they happen to be on the same set together. This is just too oh easy. We have Tammy Holland over here. Body shape goes out like a peplum top. Got the very delicate Tammy wrist. Holland. Just connected. Have a lack of brow ridge. Um, no Adam's apple. Um, <laughs> smaller skull. And then in comparison to Mandea, it's very, very obvious that this this individual has male skeletal markers and this has female skeletal. They all work. Also, have you him seen in. him have you seen him lip sync uh Umbrella by by Rihanna. Oh yeah, I, I hadn't considered that either. Which is a trans. <laughs> and that's not the best. Ver the Travis Scott drumming it live version is the the yeah that is a good version. Gender god good. that they have. And this is their religion. Study these markers so that she says something about a different god, god, god that they have. Baphomet, which is a transgender god that they have. Oh, this, is their, this individual has male skeletal markers, and this has female skeletal. They all worship Baphomet, which is a transgender god that they have. This is. <laughs> oh, about that. I'm a cunt. Wow, she gets both. She gets both. She wow. gets. She deserves both. Yeah, she does. Wow, I, I did not see that coming. I didn't see that coming right. either. Um, wow. You want a little bit of a palate cleanser? Sure. What do you think is a normal amount of guns? Mm, maybe four. Oh, okay. I think you're a little low, but here, this has been answered. This is... So how many guns should a normal person have? About five. That sounds like a gun enthusiast. No, gun enthusiasts have about 15. 15? That sounds like someone who's obsessed with guns. No, people who are obsessed with guns have hundreds. Now that sounds like a psycho. No, psychos seldom own guns, <laughs> and if they do, it's one or two. But one or two sound like a normal person. A normal person has about five. We have already, already been over this. Yeah, hold on. Oh, yeah, you want... How about that? You want like a rifle, you want a shotgun, yeah. maybe a couple handguns. Yeah. That's probably... Yeah, and then at that yeah. point, you just start laying them out in different rooms. <laughs> sure, sure. I think my dad has uh, maybe seven, eight, something like that. I don't a psycho. No, psycho, psychos <laughs> seldom have any. I forgot. Never mind. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I think I have five. I feel like I have... I thought I had more than five. No, I lost it in a boating accident, Alan. <laughs> How many does gun truck Paul have? <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, Paul, let me know, please. <laughs> Roughly. Give me a range. 
Okay, so uh, Toaster sent this in. This is Dr. Phil and Alex Jones. Uh, it's not. Oh. Like, they weren't really on the same podcast together, but you could imagine what it'd be like. I'm telling you about when I was a kid. The first time I got choked out was like this 17-year-old, super hot chick, and I was like 13. And she goes, I'll have sex with you. This is a true story. I'll have sex with you if you let me put makeup on you. But then I go, wait a minute. You're detonating over 100 hydrogen bombs in the upper atmosphere to see if you could ignite the atmosphere and destroy the Earth. And she had a foot-long dick. I mean, it's not, it's not something that you should be ashamed of. And the sex with her is incredible. Yeah, I, I actually don't know if they weren't like on the same podcast. This might have been. The set in the background looks the same. Obviously, these are being spliced together. But Right, right. Okay, we'll, we'll, let's continue. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing, but the difference between winners and losers is winners do things, losers oh, man, do not dude. want to do. Yeah, but it was in the police report. She had like a foot-long cock. So Here's what I'm telling you about. When I was a kid, the first time I... Oh, how about that? <laughs> how about that? There's your palate cleanser. Um, <gasps> do you want to hear a proposal for Trump's new campaign slogan? Oh, yeah. Okay. And my new campaign slogan is, and I made this up myself, by the way. They didn't make this up. I made it up. Sounds just like him, right? Pretty close. Pretty close. It's called Magagagagagagaga. Make America great and glorious and good and gruesome and gigantic and gluey and gooey. I don't like the gooey. I don't mind the. I don't mind the gluey, but the gooey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, something you didn't know. Do you like that movie, Idiocracy? I fucking love that movie. It's. I feel like it's about forty-five minutes of a hilarious movie with an hour and a half of mo- of runtime. Um, like I feel like mm. there, there, the, the time between jokes isn't that great. And there's like, it's a very, all my judge stories have a simple premise, but it's just done really well. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't know why I'm didn't telling you, so a, of it. didn't you have a quiz on here one time of like, was, I had to pick if it was from idiocracy or if Trump said, it, yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. Early in the yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it's a good movie. I, it's old though. I mean, it's like 20 years old. So yeah. maybe he would have, uh, I saw it, made it pop a little bit more currently. I, I saw it on a date with a German, a German foreign exchange student while I was in high school. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get lucky afterwards? No, I didn't really go anywhere. It was, uh, it was a weird yeah, vibe. That's was, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> I was anxious and nervous, you know? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's probably a sophomore. I think I just got a car. Oh, anyway, nice. uh, this is the clip from it about idiocracy. Something I bet you didn't know. Oh shit, Natasha listens to this. Something new about the film Idiocracy today, which if you've never seen it, shame on you. It's almost 20 years old now, and it's a hilarious movie about a dystopian future where American society has evolved to the point where everybody is just a complete idiot. Apparently the costume designer in this film didn't have a big budget and she needed shoes for the characters to wear and she wanted shoes that looked futuristic but also really stupid. She found this small startup company that was making shoes and they weren't like out in the world yet. She was like, these shoes are perfect for, because they look ridiculous. And Mike Judge, the producer of the movie, was like, well, what if by the time the movie comes out, you know, this company is big and these shoes are popular and people are actually wearing them. The costume designer was like, are you kidding? These are ridiculous. Nobody's ever actually going to wear these shoes. Look at them. Guys, those shoes that appeared in the movie were Crocs. <laughs> well, you can see it. <laughs> Just normal Crocs. We're all wearing idiot shoes. I'm part of the problem. I have two pairs and three more pairs on my wish list. I don't know if that's common knowledge for fans of the movie, but I read that for the first time today and just cracked up laughing. Dude, that's wild. Oh, button. 
That is. How about that? How about that? That's hilarious. I had no idea. I had no idea. I, I for one, will never wear Crocs. I, people say they're comfortable. Fuck that. I'm not putting those on my feet. And also, Brondo has what plants crave. Yeah, uh, that's true. Electrolytes. Yeah. 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 Water? What? Like from the toilet? <laughs> uh, actually, I think it's water. What? Like out the toilet? It's not even, yeah. you know, good grammar. Um, okay. So the, are you ready for the dumbest clip of the week? I'm really, oh, I'm really excited about this. It's the it. dumbest clip of the clip week. Of the week. I heard the conspiracy that Big Pharma took out. I hate this. They're, they don't have anything special about their like mic technique or conversational style. They just have the perfect around amount of uh, background music. Mm. It's so annoying. Like that's all it took for them. Okay, here. Conspiracy that Big Pharma took out Kobe Bryant. Whoa, no, I have not. That's crazy. So he was in a legal battle with this company that was using the Black Mamba name to sell these energy supplements. Apparently, not only was he suing them because they were using the Black Mamba name, right? But also because they were lacing these energy supplements with opioids. Whoa! It was like to get people. This person's a fucking idiot listening to him. More addicted. To <laughs> yeah. Them. They just edited him so poorly. I'm sure he's got a brain, but he has not shown it. Uh, so that yeah, they keep yeah. Buying them. That's crazy. He's in a venture capitalist partnership with yeah. someone uh -huh. named Jess Stiebel. And there's this weird conspiracy that he might be linked to it in some way because Jeff Stiebel was invested in those three separate companies that Kobe Bryant was suing. Wow. And the thing is, his court date was three days before he died so so they may have been like look he can't show up to that something that really pushes this for me is the thought of you haven't heard anything about this right no but if kobe bryant went and testified right and he had been talking about then it, we would have heard about a lot so more people fucking dumb that's so dumb like that's just one his trial date was three days before he died that's the other direction it needs to go the other way for that to be a conspiracy <laughs> so stupid it was Pretty fucking stupid. Can I ask how many views did it have? Yeah, uh, thirty nine thousand likes. I could tell you that. Jesus I, yeah, fucking Christ! It's fucking loud, right? <laughs> uh, the the uh, next thing you're gonna tell me that the boner pill industry started COVID, right? <laughs> the ones at the gas station. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, gas station boner pills. Yeah. 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 That's so dumb. That's totally. so dumb. Good choice of background music, though. Yeah, I gotta say. Oh, I thought you were giving me credit for it. Yeah. All right, it's kind of a it's kind of a X Files ish. It was. Let's yeah. move on to our. Isn't that something? Um. So last week, Alan mentioned this, and I thought it was worth getting it onto the show. Um. Mm. And <laughs> codifying it here, I got to get the timestamp set up. What am I talking about, Alan? Uh, John Bolton and his uh his experience with starting coups. Yeah. Doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup. Uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'état, yeah. not here, but you know, other places. Uh, <laughs> coup? Fucking uh, I disagree with that. As somebody who has helped plan coup d'état, yeah. not, not here, here, but you know, other places. Other places. Yeah. Other places. Right, so I'm totally that, cool. <laughs> isn't that something? That is. That Isn't is that something. something. You know what it is besides something? That's why he has a hit on his head from Iran. True. Also true. Not everybody who's been in that position has gotten a hit put on them. Only him. No. Oh, but no. you know who else yeah. does? Oh. <laughs> former president. Do tell. Former president. Yeah. yeah. Former president, yes. Yeah. That's weird. Also reasons for that. 
Yes, same. Because you ordered a lot, the hit of, on lot of those overlap. Yeah. A lot of those overlap. Yeah, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I wonder if I'm ever going to remember saying this. Um, what, so I'm going to use this thing that I'm thinking of on that subject to remind me of another thing in relation to Trump. Um, perhaps a good reason not to elect him is so that our president doesn't get murdered by Iran. Like, just wow. you know, find someone that isn't promised to be killed by Iran, and then now, yeah. so, now that's not a reason to run from anything. I'm not saying that you know. Because that could be misused. Iran could just, you know, threaten to murder anyone. They don't want to be our president, right? But, sure, uh, yeah. you know, but in this can, instance, that's a, oh, another good reason though. He only has one term left. Why would you elect, why would you go through the whole fucking kit and caboodle for a four year guy for a lame dunk president? I'm not joking. Unless you like Trump don't expect to leave office once you go in there. Mm. Cause you know, he's already There's said that. it. He's been like, I, uh, they, they took my first term from me plus COVID. I deserve a, a second. Right. He's not, I should get I should get two more at least. He's not gonna leave if he wins, but he's not gonna win. Um, do you want to hear a clever workaround to get around AI? We don't have to worry about AI. You could just do this. Oh, Keith sent this in. I performed a series of risk evaluations on the model and found that it was ineffective at gathering resources, uh, replicating itself, or preventing humans from shutting it down. It was, however, capable of hiring a human through TaskRabbit. Oh, 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 I fucked up. This is AI working around our uh, our rules. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So it was. So the so the AI wasn't allowed to do certain things, so it couldn't do them. But it was able to access a wallet and hire someone on the TaskRabbit site to go do those do things for them. Yes. My God. And getting them to solve a captcha for it. So ChatGPT can just go on like Fiverr or TaskRabbit and get people to do things for it. So if it detects that it is incapable of doing something, it can solve that problem by enlisting a human. This is going to inadvertently get us out of poverty because we'll be like, well, nobody could be so fucking poor that they, you know, go work for the AI. (laughs) Yeah. Oh Isn't God. that something? It is something. Uh, yeah, so just to clarify, so CAPTCHA is a thing where it asks if you're a robot <laughs> before yeah. it lets you do something. Yeah. So the robot got people. Yeah. To, Hi, I'm to a robot. Can you go? Computer, it's yeah. not a robot. Right. <laughs> sure, of course. Give me five bucks. Yeah. There's some equivalent to a fake ID here. I, I, I don't know. But, but couldn't yeah, we just like not give them wild. money? Right, but see, they, they're just going to mine for some fucking Bitcoin and then, no. you know. Voila. <laughs> there they go. You're skipping a lot of steps, but I'm sure it's possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to hear this shitty story about a bad CEO? Sure. Okay. So this is, um, she paid out bonuses and then complained about her employees. She came through about, about how can we stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus? What can we do? My favorite thing on um, Elon's new Twitter is uh, mm. they do this thing below videos, uh, reader context, like community notes. Oh, I've seen this. Yeah. So the community note on this says Andy Owen, the woman in here, received 1.29 million in bonuses in 22 and 1.12 million in 21. Furthermore, the fiscal year for her company isn't over yet and bonuses have not been determined or handed out yet, including hers. Um, Okay, so that's some context. Let me start it over. Questions came through about how can we stay motivated if we're not going to get a bonus? Oh, she also canceled all employee bonuses and... uh, got like it turns out yeah she canceled all employee bonuses 
what can we do? What can we do? Some of them were nice and some of them were not so nice. So I'm going to address this head on. The most important thing we can do right now is focus on the things that we can control. None of us could have predicted COVID. None of us could have predicted supply chain. None of us could have predicted bank failures. But what we can do is stay in front of our customers, provide the best customer service we can, get our orders out our door, treat each other well, be kind, be respectful, focus on the future because it will be bright. It's not good to be in a situation we're in today, but we're not going to be here forever. It is going to get better. So lead, lead by example, treat people well, talk to them, be kind and get after it. Don't ask about what are we going to do if we don't get a bonus? Get the damn $26 million. Spend your time and your effort thinking about the $26 million we need and not thinking about what you're going to do if we don't get a bonus. All right? Can I get some commitment for that? I would appreciate that. I had an old boss who said to me one time, you can visit Pity City, but you can't live there. Wow. So people, leave Pity City. Let's get it done. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, I better. I better. You're going to fucking fire me. She, uh, yeah, this is a woman Fuck who got 1.29 million in bonuses. The caption on the video says she got 6.4 billion bonus. So maybe that's 20. I, I don't know. They're probably exaggerating there. I'm going to go with the community notes on that one. But, I mean, you should immediately like work on your resume after that conference call. Fuck yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, exit that's... voice and loyalty. They showed you there's no loyalty. Dude, um, the last yeah. company I was at before we came to where I'm at now, which I won't mention the name of where I work, given the intro that we, the cold open we had, um, <laughs> the, uh, the previous company, I had already, um, I had already accepted the position. and was going to turn in my two weeks notice the following day or the following work week. But I went to our company party, uh, Christmas party at the pre previous company and they gave out bonus envelopes. I was like, Oh, this is nice. We were at top golf. It's like, yeah, you're kind of spoiling us a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, and then I opened it up in the car. It was fifty dollars. I was just like, just don't give me anything. Like, just fucking like. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yeah. Um, so a colleague of mine uh, went to Bed Bath and Beyond to attempt to recruit some management from there. Oh, uh -huh. um, because as we talked about last there's week, there's good ones. They're bankrupt. Yeah, yeah, there's good people there. Um, hey, Alan, you're one and, of the good ones. <laughs> hey, we are. And we are one of the good ones. We're one of the good ones. And the manager was like, "Yeah, like." I want to leave, but they promised us a thousand dollar bonus, a thousand dollar bonus if we stay until the store actually, until the company winds down. And here's the thing, Dog. what that means, I'll tell you what that means. That's sad. Because, because well, first of all, a thousand dollars is nothing. I mean, I, um, I don't mean to sound as privileged as that can come across, but like, right. Uh, but literally, like, for you can make like, that up in negotiations at the new place. A hundred percent. Also. When they say you have to stay till the company winds down, this is what they mean. They may shut your store down, but the company is still up. So if you want to get that $1,000 bonus, you got to commute three, four hours to the store that's still oh, open fuck. to close that one down. And if you don't, there goes your $1,000. They don't tell you that. You're going to burn that that's gas. The truth. Yeah, of course. It's fucking stupid. Isn't but I've seen companies something. do it before, and 100%, that's what they're doing here. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's fucking stupid, bro. Wow, dude, inside information I did not expect. <laughs> wow, dude. Yeah. I'm, my mind's kind of blown. Um, I'm going to do nothing but start a new clip. You know what? This okay. is fine because this one's totally a palate cleanser. Here, I um, I was listening to, I listen to the Economist podcast every morning. What land are they mm -hmm. based out of? Uh, the UK. Yeah, England. 
Um, England. Maybe, you know, they talk differently there. Um, maybe this was fine for them. On and some of his... So talking about a Ukrainian soldier, the subject was there. There's like three or four, I think they do three segments um, on their show. And this topic was on the amount of openly gay men in Ukraine's military. His fellow soldiers and his roommates found the texts. Ну, там був певний якийсь там булінг спочатку, десь тижнів в три він тривав цей булінг. It led to some bullying. He said some of it was physical. They called him faggot and all that stuff. Okay. So, I didn't know that you could just say that on a podcast. Um, but then I found out that wasn't a one-off. In principle, I have no right to call you gay or faggot. You're just They're just they're just dropping F-bombs, dog. Like I Jesus. Like I it, isn't that something it it's weird right like she it's pretty weird like i think i guess i'm okay with it but like i feel like we've been trained in the past 20 years to feel very be very cautious before using that word and she just sounded like someone that was just like what's that okay give me the script i'll read it yeah i don't fucking care what else you want doc like yeah that's uh wow i I mean i you know maybe it's because they call cigarettes that too but i don't know i I don't i feel like that's that's kind of stopped it's kind of that's a little sus yeah that was weird that was i thought okay yeah um here's uh so i have a clip of actual jordan peterson not um clipped up oh not a like ai version yeah yeah not the not the fun ones we've had and this is me actually I think this clip kind of slaps. Am I saying that right? The military (laughs) determined after about 100 years of general cognitive ability testing that people with an IQ of less than 83, and so that's about 12% of the population, cannot under any circumstances or with any training protocol conceivable be trained to do anything of any utility whatsoever at any level of military organization. And so it's illegal in the United States to induct someone with an IQ less than 83. And if you know that that's 12% of the population, that's an absolutely terrifying statistic. Isn't that something? Wow. So the thing is with him is that he takes facts like that and says, so then this is the way you should treat all of society. And that's where, you know, Mm -hmm. he's sort of a lousy guru, but... Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, IQ tests on their own are are controversial because sure, there's lots of different sure, ways to measure intelligence. Sure. Secondly, there there were a lot of, at least I've read a lot of anecdotal stories about recruiters recruiting people who perhaps, you know, <laughs> didn't have their wits entirely about them because they just needed to fill a quota and so they would get anybody that would sign on. Um, I don't know how they would determine that number. I That's think that they, uh, I think they got to get those numbers up, man. So they're just like, you know, yeah. number shoulder. It's like, uh, the EPA test that, oops, never mind. <laughs> HVAC guys know what's up. <laughs> they're like, okay, <laughs> trust me. We want you to pass too. Uh, actually I was mad yeah, because no I wanted, on. I I'm really good at test taking and I wanted to get, see if I get a hundred on my own. And there was a bunch of other people in the room. We were doing like you know, segmented like you do you take mm-hmm. tests in groups, not a group test. Um, and the guy kept like, I could tell he was answering other people's questions and he was doing it next to me. I was like, no, I know the answer to that one. So I don't trust my actual <laughs> score, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fucking business licensure and shit like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Occupational licensure is what I meant to say. Um, hey, speaking of being mad at the government, you want to hear about a, a welfare scam going on in Oregon? 
Sure. You're about to drive through Oregon. Maybe you can see this. So it's outside of a grocery store. So what's happening here, you get an Oregon Trail card. You go in. So the Oregon Trail card, I think, is like the like like the welfare food card. Something like their like version of food stamps. Yeah, of. something like that. Yeah. Um, so there's okay. certain things you can and can't buy with that, right? Yeah, like an EBT card. Right. So, they, so you get that. You go buy a bunch of... I'm not going to play the video. It's fucking obnoxious. So here's a scam. You get the EBT card. You buy a bunch of water bottles with it. You go out into the parking lot, pour the water down the drain. That way you're not polluting, right, Alan? And, <laughs> and recycle them? Uh, and then you recycle them, and the, that'll get you like five bucks, which apparently will get you some fentanyl. Isn't that something? I mean, I've, I've heard of people doing far worse. I mean, that seems like a very... Your, your input-to-output ratio is pretty low there. I feel like you... You do better like buying something like so. I've actually had this happen to me at a store. You're saying they don't have enough um, get-to-itiveness. They lack gumption. <laughs> I mean, just your ROI for that is, uh -huh. is very low. I've actually had this happen to me at a store. A uh, person walks up to me. I have like a I don't know, like a Gatorade and a candy bar or something, and they're like, uh, "Hey, can I just buy that for you?" And then you give me five dollars. So they can buy it with their EBT card oh, and you give them cash yeah. and then they can use that for whatever they want. That's happened. But yeah. That seems like a more ROI uh, useful. Right. Or you like, you know, go through like a bartering chain until you get what you want for that. Yeah. yeah. Or like you don't do drugs and like there's that too. Sure. Yeah. Right. I got that one. Uh, can I play you a racist uh, music school or school music oh. department? Sure. This is honestly, this is pretty upsetting to fucking listen to. Headline is Washington State School Board cuts music classes over white supremacy claims. I was a little, uh, I didn't, stuff like this tends to, oh, there's no fucking sound. Hold on. Okay. I got to do it on my phone. Um, stuff like mm -hmm. this always tends to come up. And then when you see the actual video, it's like, well, okay, you didn't lie, but that's not exactly the way I would describe this scenario. Mm -hmm. um, no, I think that they're pretty accurate on this one. So we're, we're a school district that lives and in is an entrenched and is surrounded by white supremacy culture. And that's a real thing. And there's nothing. Is this by where your dad lives? Or when <laughs> instrumental music that is intrinsically white supremacist. There's nothing about instrumental music that's intrinsically white supremacist, but you heard that tone. Okay. There was going to be a butt following that. Yeah. Phrase, I believe. Yeah. 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 There's nothing about string or wind instrumental music that is intrinsically white supremacist. Um, however, the ways in which it is and the ways in which all of our institutions, not just schools, but local government, state government, our churches, our neighborhoods uh, inculcate and allow white supremacy culture to continue to be propagated and cause significant institutional violence um, are things that we have to think about carefully as a community. Well, this is fucking ponderous, man. And, and ponderous, I think that we have to ponderous. do that interrogation and we have to address the ways in which it creates challenges for administering the educational day for our elementary learners while we retain the program. So... <laughs> Isn't that something? Uh, wow. I, you sent me something on Twitter uh, last week, I think, about some, I don't remember the exact, but it was about some, some sort of trans issue. And my response was just like, you know, like, I understand why people get pissed off about this sort of thing. I get it. Um, but it's it's just an overcorrection. People are trying to overcorrect. And it, yeah. I, I think that happens in societies. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it really it, sucks to it, live through, right? 
it really yeah i mean fucking what woodwind instruments are racist now i don't i don't know what fucking reads bro like and the next minute you're arguing that water is racist oh my god is water racist (laughs) That's a that's a fucking um, Tracy Ullman bit from like the '90s, dog, or maybe no, it was right. early 2010s. But, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Where do I want to go from here? I'm going to skip that one. Did you listen to? The, uh, do you still listen to? Do you still take the All In podcast frequently? Uh, I don't listen to every episode. But yeah. I think I listened to this. Is this the most recent one? Yeah, this is the most recent one. Yeah, so, I listened to it. Okay, yeah. so um, this clip is about, they're talking about AI and they're saying that it could cut into like 30% off, 30% of, um, of employment jobs. Employment, yeah, it could be done by yeah. AI. Mm-hmm. And then they, that Fried, Fried, Friedberg, Sachs, mm-hmm. David Sachs gets into a, an argument that I'm a little triggered by. So I'll interrupt once he pisses me off. <laughs> the economic impact. So one is that you could say, well, AI is going to do 30% of the knowledge work. Therefore, 30% of the knowledge workers are going to be put out of work. I think the, a different way to put it would be every knowledge worker can get 30% more work done. Correct. So if that's... Did you hear that other douchebag time in and go, yeah, correct, correct, right. Yeah, this is what <laughs> fucking like... This is... Okay, so this is where I think that... Um, and I'm not going to try to win a debate about capitalism versus socialism, communism, etc. But I feel like when people give not well thought out critiques of capitalism, what they really mean are asshole managers that tend to dominate capitalist um, mm, businesses. Infrastructure. You can work in other places and things tend to be okay in general for you. But like mm-hmm. separate... Now I'm getting off away from where I was trying to be. Um, that that argument he just proposed. Can you guess why that makes me so mad? <laughs> um, I he, can guess, but I'd rather you. Th- so rather he's you th- what is he saying? He's saying that workers can be more productive using these tools as opposed to. So therefore, don't uh, worry about thirty percent of jobs cuts. You'll just make thirty percent more money because you'll be producing thirty percent more uh, for the company, right? Make more widgets, right. young soldier. You know what? I have a little bit of an argument against that because of, I don't know, 175 years of industrial society. Like, I just feel like <laughs> it's been proven that lives have become easier and then you do not make more money. You just make more money for the boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there was the promise of It was just technology. empirically it's proven that it's not. Sorry. What? The technology? What? This is the there socialist was, was, argument. This is socialist arguments about capitalism always use this argument. And I agree with this part yeah. to an extent. Yeah. So the, the promise was that technology would allow people to have more leisure time. They could pursue, you know, the arts or, you know, whatever, you know, was their thing. Um, hey, Kobe. Um, so they, the, that was the argument. Like, as we got more productive, we would have to work less to, to create the same amount of you know, stuff that we needed in the world. And clearly we've seen over the last, as you said, 175 years, that has not been the case. If anything, we've worked more. We just um, live up to your means. more and just all we end up doing is, you know, putting more into the coffers of the 1%, yes. which own, at least in the U.S., like 50% of all the By satisfying, the well, you know, it's the classic phrase that a capitalist will sell you the rope to hang them with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. true. Like, that's why, you know, none of these things are perfect, like in their... Um, I, man, I'm, this is really tempting thrash. You'll like this. It's, uh, uh, Hayek Hayek's Hayek's point was, uh, Hayek who basically invented libertarianism. Um, Hayek said that Friedrich Hayek said that 
you can't have freedom in the wild, basically. Like in the wild, you'll suffer from tyrants and, you know, warlords and things like that. So institutions and, and functional government provide you the freedom to, by using markets and knowing, identifying specific failures in markets and saying, this failure is where we will support that with proper regulation. Mm-hmm. That's how you can, that maximizes everyone's ability to achieve more and have more freedom. That's really compelling to me. So that's why I'm a bad libertarian because libertarians <laughs> heard that guy who started this gangster shit and was like, well, fuck him. <laughs> we threw tea in the harbor, I think. I don't know. We the people. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> it's on the back of my Jeep yeah, I, next to my Blue Lives so, Matter sticker because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> so what they talk about more in that sort of segment is that, um, they're now using AI to um, essentially be like a, a legal assistant, wherein they can it can go in and do something that maybe a paralegal might do. Um, not, not, not GPT four like passes the bar like well, like it, yeah. it'll it'll be yeah. the most. Well, because it's state. very it's because, language because the law is exactly it's very language oriented. It's it's this case versus that, right? Um, and it's it's all about words. Um, so it, it does really well with that. So what they were talking about was like, well, you know. Why do I need to pay a lawyer, you know, a thousand dollars an hour when I can just have this thing do at least thirty percent of their work for them? Maybe I don't need that lawyer all the time, um, and I think that's probably true. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what the, you know. There, so there's the mis. I talk about it all are. the time. The misallocation of resources causes a lot of these problems. And I, you know, one of the examples that's used all the time is interest rates, giving people price signals, right? Of the value mm-hmm. of what money's worth. So then you do you get tied up in long term investments where perhaps you know you should be making some small widgets that people like to buy, um, right. or vice versa, right? Uh, in that same way, all these people are tied up in this industry where obviously that's not where enough people need to be naturally. And then maybe that person can go do other things, you know, and provide the those markets. Like the, like for example, when Bed Bath and Beyond goes out of business. Most of those people aren't going to be out of a job. They're going to go get a job somewhere. No. Um, and yeah. they'll, and it's, you know, it might not be another retailer, but it might be a grocery store, something like that. Or it might be something different mm-hmm. entirely. I went into a trade. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe they don't get the pay they want immediately. Maybe but you they do. do. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, in b- based on their skill set and what they can bring to the market, though, is what that's all about. I mean, obviously, like in the Bay Area, I mean, I was talking to my buddy, um, my buddy Craig, NBK, and he's getting, he's getting applications from people that were like, you know, uh, executive assistants to people like executives at Facebook and mm-hmm. shit because of all the layoffs over right. there. But they have they a skill set. They want to go work set. at a private school because they have there's, a skill set. Got, like, there's thousands of layoffs. Those people are professional. They've been like those people yeah. will do great in a different environment. Yeah, they they can they can move they yeah. can morph absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and that's, it, you know, that's a, a part of life, part. man. I mean, I've had a lot of different lives, man. I've had a lot of different lives. Mm, same. Same. Um, I, I, the next clip I have from there is just how crazy they are. Let me, well, you know what? I don't know if it's going to play. So yeah, um, let me see if this loads. They, um, this is just an example. If you need proof that these people are all fucking American psychos, listen to this. He's talking about just all coming together so quickly. And the rapid iteration is just unbelievable I, I every day i find a new use for it i have made talk about using uh chat, B- chat gpt, GPT as his primary search engine or in as many applications in his life as he can my default web page opening like when i open a new page on my pc it just opens chat gpt for now just so i'm forcing myself to use it for every possible task and the people who work for me some of them are doing it most of them are not and i'm just trying to drag everybody along 
you hear that silence? Mm-hmm. That's a room full of fucking American psychos, and they're looking at him like, uh, Patrick, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> the business card. Is your business card in Cyrillic? Yeah. <laughs> so, silly and rail. Uh, silly and rail. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this next one. Okay. So this next one sets up the one after it. These stories were completely out of the fucking news cycle, man. So um, this story happened late last year. This was George Bush got tricked. Vovon and Lexus. Vovon and Lexus. Russia. Let me. So these guys have a deep fake that they do of of Zelensky and they've duped oh. heads of state all over the world. Now, this is a this. former president. This is George W. Bush, George W. Bush. Um, you know, you fooled George W. Bush. Really not <laughs> the highest once. bar. Yeah, well, yeah, as you know, fool me once, you, fooled, you don't <laughs> you get, get fooled again. The point, the point is you don't get fooled again. Yeah. <laughs> Can you pull that up in the meantime? Uh, will that play if you play it or no? No, it won't. Oh, okay. It I'll, I'll pull it up while this plays. Okay. Here's an example of them fooling him. There's Zelensky's dog shit. Oh, and I hope you okay, well. yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your, for taking the time for me. I'm very grateful to you because you are a very, very wise person. Uh, former, <laughs> That's what I should have known. Former president of Ukraine, Yushinga, told me a lot about you, how you helped our country. I... Yeah, you, you didn't want to take Russia into NATO. Did you? No. I wanted him on the they fringe him. That's of what, NATO. I that's all they wanted. Into NATO. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking social engineering, but just pu- duping mm-hmm. like this just idiot of a former head of <laughs> It's unbelievable <laughs> that guy was in charge. stick to his painting. Yeah. Um, let's see. YouTube. What was I going to look up? Bush. Oh, fool me once. Can't get fooled again. Fool me. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once, shame on, shame on you. If fool me, we can't get fooled again. That laugh track sucks on that, I'm sorry. But it, it yeah, I forgot that. he said Tennessee in that. I line. did too, I forgot that too. Isn't that something? I gotta go find that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, it's all over throw pillows. You know, people have it like up on their plaques on their wall. Lift, laugh, love. Fool me once, you don't get fooled again. It's it's a common mm-hmm. phrase. Um, <laughs> where are we on this fucking sheet, man? Oh, oh, good. Okay, so uh, they went further and they can they they got so this 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 little uh, internet page that I like to follow on Instagram called None Taken underscore Podcast. Um, mm, yeah, they're it's the good, only person I really saw talking about this. I agree. Um, Jerome Powell was duped by an obvious deep fake of President Zelensky. Here is that horrible Zelensky impression, just teeing up dog shit questions that anyone with a brain would be like, "Hold on, th- just for clarity, Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve." Thank you. If you could, uh, uh, if you could uh, present me a printing press, I would be really happy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we have one of those but uh but we we we, we keep it in the basement you know? oh okay <laughs> so you're you, you but you again i know you you're going to be dependent on a lot of help from the west and from the united states and uh i don't have my hands on that uh, uh, in control of that but i'll always be a voice for for supporting you or, or you can you could also build a 14th uh, bank of uh, the fed <laughs> on our territory so you could be <laughs> he's just smiling and nodding we'll, maybe we'll have a reserve bank in Kiev. 
just unbelievable. Like you can go over to an untaken underscore podcast on Instagram and watch the whole video. Uh, that, <laughs> that like it's unbelievable that he's like, dude, do you not understand? Like, first of all, I don't think I've ever heard him speak that those many English words in a row with any confidence. No. Like, <sighs> that's incredible. That's incredible. Isn't that something? All right. Well, um, I'm not going to put this in making fun of the left or making fun of the right. The correspondence bowl. No, it's not the correspondence bowl. What's it called? The correspondence gala. Yeah. The dinner that they the, have where the, the correspondence... they made fun of Trump and he decided to run for uh, president. Yes. The one that Trump yeah. boycotted for four years while he was in office did yeah. not attend. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I think they canceled a couple of them. Um, I think they canceled all of them. I don't know. Uh, the, so um, this was, if you've been on the internet at all this last weekend, you've seen highlights of this. So I'm going to share a couple of them. Um, this is, I think this is Dark Brandon. Yeah, yeah. So this is Biden doing, this might not be the one where he references Dark Brandon, but uh, he's talking about Murdoch, Fox, a uh, few other, it, obviously comics write this for them. Uh, but man, He's so good when he sticks to the fucking script, man. He's so good when he sticks to the script, right? If Here. only he could stick to scripts. Yeah. Might think I don't like Rupert Murdoch. That's simply not true. How could I dislike a guy who makes me look like Harry Styles? <laughs> <laughs> call me old. <laughs> I call it being seasoned. Actually, hold on about that. So uh, Murdoch is like 92. He was about to get married to a girl, a girl, I think a woman, I think she might've been 60. I think she might've been younger. She might've been like 40. Um, hmm. And they were engaged until I think he had a dinner with Tucker and they bonded over like Christianity and Murdoch is like indifferent over the subject and mm-hmm. uh and like shortly after the, the cut affair, it off yeah maybe it was related to tucker oh wait hold on tucker when he met her i bet he said i'm tucker yeah there we go <laughs> right. uh, a little more biden you say i'm ancient i say i'm wise you say i'm over the hill don lemon would say that's a man of his prime Uh, that's the end of that one. Uh, that was spicy. That and he's was got spicy another meatball. one on. Oh, you say meatballs, huh? Uh, this next one's about meatball Ron DeSantis. <laughs> he didn't call him that. He didn't call him that. I had a lot of Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis jokes ready, but Mickey, but Mickey Mouse beat the hell out of me. Got there first. You <laughs> stepped on it a little. Now look, can't be too rough on the guy. <laughs> After his reelection as governor. He was asked if he had a mandate. He oh, said, God. hell no, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight. I'll give you time to think that one through. Yeah. You got it? <laughs> I had a lot of- That's... It's like something we'd say in a cold open. Like, right. The hell, man. Did was that Jill going, that's good. That's really good. <laughs> oh god. There's a lot more. Was, he did one where he fun. put his glasses on and said Dark Brandon something. Um mm. so he's now acknowledged the Dark Brandon. And I think that's just proof that if you live if you give it long enough, um, all culture is downstream from incels in their basement. <laughs> All right, let's go to half.
Indeed. All right. See you later. This is the B side of our platter, sports fans. And I'm singing just for you, covered in sequins. <laughs> in the canyons of your mind, I will wander through your brain. To the ventricles of your heart, my dear I'm in love with you again Can I tell you a story? Because I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't quite get to go into the concert after, the, uh, after finding out about Jerry And uh, I think Jerry would have liked this story So, um, so I... Um, I went to buy some merch after the first band played. I really liked them. It was called Banks Arcade. And I don't know if how recently you've been to a show with merch tables where they have the credit card thing. But recently, last few years, they added that thing where you can tip the, the person at the yeah. merch table on what you buy. Yeah. And um, I wasn't like falling over. You know, I was I was in control of myself, but I had definitely had a few beverages. Um, <laughs> I think I had a couple old fashions at uh, study hall before I got there. And uh, yeah, so I can imagine I go, that'd be a night to have a few. Yeah, yeah. So I go up to the the the, um, the merch table, and it's the drummer for the band. It's behind the merch table. Oh, sick! I'm like, oh, I love that. Yeah, I'm, that's cool. Yeah, I met Hans Condor. So I'm like uh, after their show. Oh, nice. So I go, hey man, like I love fucking love your band. Like yeah. I never, I've never seen you before. Um, I came here to see Plot and you. I'm just really happy that you guys are here. I think they're from like New Zealand or something. Oh, that's sick. And. uh yeah, and he's like, "Oh man, that's cool." And I was like, "Dude, I want all. Of, I want both of. The, I want both of your t-shirts. I want both of them." And he's like, "Cool." So he gives me both t-shirts. It was it was supposed to be thirty five dollars each, but he gave them to me two for forty. I don't know what happened. Okay. Anyways, so I get to the tip screen, right? Uh-huh. And I meant to put in ten dollars for the tip, and I actually put, accidentally put in a hundred. And and did it go through? I, it, it went through. Oh no! I was like, well, well, fuck, it's done now. I, I like, I'm not gonna say like, oh, I meant to tip you ten dollars on a hundred, and the guy saw it, and he's like, dude, do you want like a picture? Like uh, the rest of the guys will be here uh, like in a while. Uh, it's so I got a picture. I got a picture with the drummer. Hell yeah. I didn't go back for it with the whole band, yeah. but yeah, it was pretty That's funny. I think in the, uh, sick. <laughs> in the in the Instagram post that Ivy Room did. Um, about Jerry, they said he never met a merch table he didn't love, and yeah, I think that was true. He, that's true. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that was some some Jerry spirit happening. Yeah. There. Anyways. Oh man, that's beautiful. Yeah. Um. <laughs> let Let me ask you a question, and we'll get into the show. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think just jumping into making fun of the right would be a little. Uh, mm. Um. A little awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do I have for questions? I've got. You never see babies named Gordon anymore. Um, could you imagine if you saw like a toddler, like an infant? I think I could ta- I could handle an infant because it's like they're not even real. You know, it's like okay, right? They don't have a personality yet. Yeah. Nebula. I don't know. Well, that's a Marvel <laughs> character, but like you know the yeah. But once once it's like a small human, it's just named Gordon. That's not a baby. <laughs> How is there ever? There a are baby certain named names Gordon? like that. There are certain names like that where it's like, yeah, that's like an old person's name. Yeah, I don't Hank. Know. Imagine right. a baby Hank. 
That's funny. Uh, all right. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. He was a baby at some point. Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, Gordon Lightfoot. Just yeah. passed away. Kugajugi. What's he say? Kugajugi. 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 The way you said it. Uh, hold on. The wreck. He was in the he was in the front row of that live show that John Prine did like Kitchigumi like, recently. Oh yeah, right before he died. Oh um, yeah. There's some funny back and forth between them. Yeah, I've seen that. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. It's from the record that Edmund Fitzgerald, the second line of the Big yeah. Lake. They called Kitchigumi. Okay, all right. I know you know, <laughs> but other people think I'm just making Goo Goo Gaga sounds. All right, well let's get into this. Um, here's what I have to start off making fun of the right. Um, Dennis Prager of, uh, the Prager you, um, that, 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 that guy, he, you'll know him by his voice. Um, Mima politic, uh, uh, an Instagram account of note has this clip of him talking pornography about pornography is a substitute for one's wife. It's awful. If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. So isn't that a good rule? Did you know that? How, how about that? Alan? How about that? Isn't that something like- awful? If it's a substitute for adultery, it's not awful. Huh, as simple as that. Isn't that something? Yeah, isn't that something? All right, uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, oh, 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 wait, I'll do that for the next one. Okay. Um, oh, this is Fox News. Uh, Fox News did a live episode, so they have a live studio audience, and somebody mm. cut it together with the audience reacting to like everything Hannity says, and it's fucking awful. I can blow it up if you want. From the Hannity, we have a live studio audience tonight in New York City, and we're so glad you could be with us. 35 people shot this weekend, eight murdered, and almost no one arrested. In fact, smoking crack cocaine in public and pay for hookers anytime he wants. I mean, we have dead fish, we have dead animals, we have sick people. Every street drug is going to have fentanyl in it. I'm a cunt. <laughs> They're really stuck over there. Yeah. Uh, it's an easy trick, but it makes me laugh. Um, uh, oh, why does Trump talk like this? He didn't. Remember I played Puerto Rico the other day. Mm. Remember that? <laughs> Puerto Rico. I do. Uh, this is, uh, he did it again, but this time it was with uh, John Lennon. Not John. Vladimir Lennon. God damn it. Here. <laughs> you know, Lenin. <laughs> Lenin. Did anyone ever hear of Lenin? No. He said... The vote counter is far more important than the candidate. Has anyone ever heard that's Lenin? Lenin, as they say. As they- uh, uh, hold on, let me pull this up because I asked Toaster because he's you know from another land. I was like, mm. dude, do you uh, can you send me an audio over uh, of how a typical Russian would say Lenin? And then I sent him this just for context. <laughs> Vladimir Lenin. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot to rule my R's. That's a, that's a tragedy. <laughs> I love his voice. <laughs> I've never heard Lenin. Toaster's voice. Oh, yeah. it's I, I mean, you expect it to be the voice of the green M&M, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it's this. Uh, so people that don't know, Toaster, I'm a sexy Toaster on Instagram is a green M&M emoji, or but uh, Avi. So, uh, but, but, you know, that's this isn't how the green that's... M&M talks. Here, here, here's, a, here's the best version of it. Vladimir Lenin, but that could. They say in That's... Russia, you know, Lenin. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good. Why does he talk like that? <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Elderly I can't abuse. Think of the, mo- the, 
the name of the movie right now, but there's a movie where Brad Pitt is like a, an assassin or something, and he goes to Mexico. Not Way of the Gun. Me- uh, the Mexican. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he rents an El Camino, uh-huh. and he calls it El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird reference. That's something Joel would get. You know what I realized? When we were doing that uh, that interview or that episode with Joel, um, I was yeah. talking about Mission Impossible, and I referenced the when he talks to Kidrick at the table where he folds the gum in half and he explodes it. And I said, Kidrick, you haven't seen me very upset. And then I didn't hear him until I was editing. He goes, Kidrick, I love the way he said that. And it's bugged me that I didn't respond to that in the moment because it me too. Because I don't know if you've seen this in Mission Impossible 1. He goes, no, Kidrick. It's like he pronounces the C-H and a T. No, Kidrick. I'm, you haven't seen mm. me very upset. <laughs> there has to be I one other that. person on this planet, and apparently it's Joel. <laughs> that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm narrow It would casting. be Joel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, it's not about me. This is the way Trump talks. Um, <laughs> oh, do you remember, uh, is Kevin McCarthy a moron, and if so, why? Yes, I do. So he was asked, uh, this was not by a Russian um, doing an AI deep fake of Zelensky. This is a Russian uh, newspaper reporter, a Russian reporter asked Kevin McCarthy this in Israel on Monday. That's a lot. Dude, first of all, thank God C-SPAN. If it weren't for C-SPAN posting this, I'd be like, this is a deep fake. This is the off mic shit isn't real. But okay, here we go. Here we go. Yes, sir. Вячеслав Тартаковский, РИА Новости, Russia. We know that uh, you don't support uh, the current unlimited and uh, uncontrolled uh, supplies of weaponry and aid to Ukraine. So can you comment, is it possible if in the near future uh, the U.S. policy regarding sending weaponry to Ukraine will change? Okay, I'm not sure. The, the, the sound here is not good. Did he say, I don't support aid to Ukraine? No, I vote for aid for Ukraine. I support aid for Ukraine. I do not support what your country has done you to, to Ukraine. I do not support your killing of the children either. And I think for one standpoint, you should pull out. <laughs> you should pull out. <laughs> and I don't think it's right. And we will continue to support because the rest of the world sees it just as it is. You should pull out. Um, I think you should isolate as you should pull out and put it next to Kamala saying, do not come. It's in the soundboard. I didn't. I can move things around. That's a lot. <laughs> you should pull out. And then you want me to go over here and then do this. Yeah, yeah. it should be on the same page. Do not come. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> yes. I got to get rid of this then. <laughs> Have you ever? Had- I think that's done it. That's lived its life. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's shelf life. Uh, what's this called? Kevin McCarthy. You should pull, pull out. out. Okay, there we go. It's there. There you go. Watch this out. You should pull out. Do not come. All right. Are you happy? <laughs> I am happy. That's Good, beautiful. Um, <laughs> this is Tucker Unchained is what I've called this. This is uh, this next oh. clip is Tucker Unchained. He's, he ain't got no strings to hold him down. If, if you go on TV tonight and say, I think the earth is flat, people will just laugh at you. They don't care if you think the earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say like, what, what actually happened with Building 7? Like, that is weird, right? It doesn't... Like, what right, is that? Right, If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. You should, like, <laughs> lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my country. Right. Is it an attack on my country? Can I ask it? Like, I don't really understand. <laughs> you should see his face while he's like, you don't understand. It's my country. Therefore, I should be able to ask whatever idiotic question I want to ask on TV. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Tower, Tower Seven is worth asking about. That's just not. 
He's doing his classic thing where he's like, they want to make you think that you're wrong for asking that. You're not wrong. It's just like a, it's a, um, ooh, I'm about to do a Scott Adams. But it is like a way of, uh, it's it's like neural hacking, right? Like you're getting into the way someone's yep. thought process works. You're saying, I know there's people out there that feel like if they get, if they feel like they can't say that, I'm going to sound like them, how I imagine them to sound while they hopefully hear me and then they'll see me like them. Right. Is that not right? Yeah. And I'm going to give them permission to think that's okay. Right. I mean, they don't need permission. That's where I think that's a little, sometimes gets story starts to get told. Well, well, I've been, so being permission is the wrong word, but I'm going to give them a platform that agrees with them that they can be like, yeah, that guy is saying what I, right. And also buy my pillows or my friend, Sure. Who sells pillows? Whatever. Hey, did you see uh, on Fox. a Stead Herndon had my pillow guy? I haven't listened to it yet, but no, he had him no, on his pod. I don't listen to a Stead Herndon on podcast. <laughs> you don't like him, huh? I can't stand the way he talks. I don't know why. Like, I'm going to listen to that episode he, and I'll see what it's, if there's anything good. He, I mean, I get the impression he's a good reporter. He, there's a lot of people yeah. that don't get to talk. Like, sorry, you know? <laughs> like, you know, this is your audio format. Like, write shit. Like, I'll read it. Write shit for someone yeah. to read. Like, I don't want to listen to you talk. Sorry. <laughs> when's the breaks i don't know what to say all right um i've got kjp lying about immigration you want to hear that we're moving to the left make oh. it on the left oh shit then i skipped a lot of stuff hold on so um this is like some talk show where the whole setup is like the kid has some questions that he asks kamala harris mm. okay the head of the national space council yes. would you go into space and if you had the chance and if so what is the maximum amount of time you'd be willing to stay out there for <laughs> this is what we're all thinking request <laughs> is that a request <laughs> uh, that's oh funny god. it is funny god, I hate that her. is funny oh my god why do we have to have her for so long okay um do you want to hear uh kareen john pierre lying about immigration Sure. So he has tools the- that he's used to, to make sure that we do this. We actually deal with the immigration system in a humane way uh, and in a, in a way that is uh, uh, that actually deals with what we're seeing at the border. And that's why you've seen the parolee program be so successful. Uh, it has it has um, it has a uh, uh, blah, blah, blah. It's very boring. Hold on. It comes to illegal migration. You've seen it come down uh, by more than 90 percent. And that's because of the the actions that this president has taken all right so remember i was telling you how uh yeah elon's twitter totally blows but this one good feature they have is there's like these community notes down the below. community yeah, yeah, yeah. context uh this is it says 2020 she said there was a 90 percent reduction in illegal border crossings 2022 by the way i'm from san diego i'm one of these weirdos that you you would almost think that i'm an open borders guy i am so open to what we need from immigration um, yes, I'm concerned about the things you're concerned about. I think law enforcement should do a good job of not letting those things impact our life as much. Immigration isn't necessarily the way that the vector we have to be concerned about that from because legal immigrants can smuggle drugs. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> 2022 had 2.76 million illegal border crossings, more than doubling the previous record. Uh, migrant border crossings haven't decreased. March, 2023 saw a 25 increase. 25% increase in border crossings. Now I know what you're thinking. These are the community notes in Twitter. You've been duped, Dustin. I thought you were our hero of the independence. <laughs> well, 
I know that institutions don't get a lot of the credit that we used to give them, but that's just from a little place called NBC News. Like that wasn't just like somebody's feelings and like a conglomeration of what Twitter <laughs> thinks. Like there's somebody there that's going to, you know, have to eat their words. Should yeah, that, fact uh, check a little bit. Yeah, yeah I, that's uh, c- clearly, I mean, every, I think it's obvious that border crossings are up, illegal border crossings. I mean, um, I have no clue where she got that number from. Yeah, it's crazy. Sure she just made did. up numbers and thought somehow she'd get away with it. Like, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, do you want another uh, KJP video? Sure. Okay. So her, there's her fielding a question today. So over the weekend, some more information from like Epstein's calendar was leaked or released, made made public, and a <laughs> lot of people uh, were tied to it. So, um, Noam Chomsticks, old Chomsky himself. Really? Yeah. The cunning linguist himself, um, had uh, trips <laughs> on his jet. Um, I don't like that word play in this context. Yeah, okay. I apologize. <laughs> um, the, uh, I mean, okay. If you say linguist, what are you thinking? I say, like, have you ever said <laughs> linguist by itself? Almost never. He's a wordsmith. He's a, no, let's but, call him a wordsmith. He's a lingu- okay. linguist by degree. It's his, sure. Okay. Sure. It's, words matter, especially when you're talking about this <laughs> gentleman. Gentleman. Wow. Um, <laughs> fuck stick. Uh, nope. No. Um, <laughs> no. Do you know who else was implicated? Was the current head of the CIA. Let me play this clip. Thanks, Kareem. Um, does President Biden have any reaction to CIA Director William Burns meeting with Jeffrey Epstein in 2014? This obviously was after Epstein had served time for a sex crime and registered as a sex offender. We're just not going to comment on that from here. Not going to okay. comment. Not going to comment. I'm a cunt. Uh, which sure, I wouldn't. I'd say no comment on that one. Also, um, mm, you know why I yeah. also wouldn't make a comment on that. Why? Because you're talking about why the head of the CIA, I called him the president of the CIA, sorry, director of the CIA, met with a Mossad agent on his island. I mean, you know, some things you can't talk about. Yeah. That's, yeah. You can't, you can't just divulge that kind of stuff. Yeah. You have to have a security clearance. Did you get, did you get my reference? <laughs> yes. What did I say? Say it to the people that don't get it. <laughs> you say it. You say it. I said that the head of the CIA left or met a Mossad agent on his Island. Like clearly Jeffrey Epstein was, a Epstein was a Mossad agent. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think it's funny when I explain it, but I hope everyone else does. All right. Um, this is Joe asked a question. Joe Biden asked a question about his age. Look at sent this one in. And by the way, I think I'm only giving credit to like half of the ones I made notes about. I apologize. Not You've said questions about your age are legitimate. And your response is always, just watch me. But the country is watching. And recent polling shows that 70% of Americans, including a majority of Democrats, believe you shouldn't run again. What do you say to them? What do well, you- do you know what? They, they were probably misled by the question. Most Americans think if riding a bicycle is too hard, please, Mr. President, <laughs> never run ever again. What do you say to those Americans who are watching and aren't convinced? You've said you can beat Trump again. Do you think you're the only one? I may not be the only one, but uh, uh, I know him well, and I know the danger he presents to our democracy, and we've been down this road before. And uh, with regard to age, uh, I can't even say, I guess how old I am, I can't even say the number. It doesn't, it doesn't register with me. Nailed it. Yeah. The only thing I can say is that um, one of the things that people are going to find out, they're going to see a race, and they're going to judge whether or not I have it or don't have it. I respect them taking a hard look at it. I take a hard look at it as well. I took a hard look at it before I decided to run. 
and, uh, and I feel good. I feel excited about the prospects. And I think we're on the verge of really turning the corner in a way we haven't in a long time anymore um is there anything to be said of having just like a caretaker in that position since nobody wants anyone with like uh wild ambitions to but then you just get taken advantage of i mean perhaps yeah perhaps i I think so if it is ultimately if it is biden versus trump redo um i think that biden desantis should run as the anti-establishment candidate he what is that what is that not what you were gonna say that's not what i was gonna say no um yeah i i it's uh it's interesting thing i i i think i said on the show like a week ago that you know over half of the democratic base doesn't want biden to run again for good reason i think um maybe you might count me in that percentage um i I think you know it'd be better if he could step aside and let somebody uh younger with uh, a little more mental acuity (laughs) get in the office yeah but but given the choice, obviously, for me, given the choice, if it's him or Trump, it's going to be him. And I think, actually, for the majority of the country, it's going to be the same. Um, I don't know. It's This is a weird situation to be in politically. You know, there, this when you get into the primary season and all the, the wildness of campaigns, it's just a pachinko machine at some point. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. which of the non-Trump and Biden candidates will win out this lane, but I believe that there will be a serious contender that uses the, like the theme of nobody wants this anymore. I'm going to give you mm-hmm. a different option. You, 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 I mean, you probably think still, Trump and Biden are the and same thing. Out. You know, I'm going to tell you, I'm not the same as them. You don't want to do that again. Vote for me. Someone's going to win that message. They won't win the candidate or the presidency. I don't think, but someone, that that's going to be a huge lane. Perhaps, perhaps we're, like I said, we're a year and a half out. A lot of things can happen between now and November, 2024. Um, so I think I, I, I have no vision. I have, I have no clarity of what, what that's going to look like. Um, I'm, I would hope that maybe somebody would step forward. That is a, you know, a viable candidate, um, as you know, a contender, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I got a clip here. I got a clip of Kamala. That you almost can't tell it was doctored. Clear this is doctored, um, but you almost can't tell. Today is today. And yesterday was today, yesterday. <laughs> tomorrow will be today, tomorrow. So live today. So the future today will be as the past today as it is tomorrow. Today. Oh God! You're right. Like I, <laughs> like it's just it's a little bit at the end of like the sentences, kind of right. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. But have you noticed? I, mean, I could see her saying that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, have you yeah. noticed podcast commercials? I'm almost certain they're that autumn app because I, I hear a lot of commercials. There's this one for like dentist uh, or like um what those aligners? Do you get those aligner ads? I do, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that one's done by an AI voice. They never breathe. Yeah. You never actually, hear a breath. How do you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, me breathing into the microphone intentionally to make sure I'm a human. Um, you so okay. This next did, one. Did you pay somebody to do that? No, it's just what I did to right pass now. Your captcha. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Hi. Um, this clip is Joe uh, having a little bit of a hard hard reset in the middle of a speech. 
Okay. This is what that would sound like. Also, this really happened. I, I almost didn't play this. I hope this works. It's so strange. Well, thank you very much. You know, uh, he's talking out like a plant. There's a bunch of people in like safety gear behind him. So he said, thank you. You know, uh, and he paused as he was walking from the left side, looking at the, at the screen. He's walking from left to right. He's approaching the podium. As he gets to the podium, he takes the microphone hand down to the waist, almost like he's going to set the microphone down behind the podium. I think what he's going to do is he's going to knock on the, on the podium for a second. Mm. Then he picks it back up and he walks to the other side of the stage. Let me play it again. Well, thank you very much. You know, uh, got it over here. Hey, folks, how are you? (laughs) So I don't. Was it like like a mic check or something? I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, his mic wasn't cutting out. You could hear him totally fine. Like, yeah. I, I've watched that video so many times and I can't understand what happened to him, dude. Like, it's like he's saying something, Fritz, what he's saying, walks up to the podium, knocks on the wood behind it, turns to the other side of the stage and goes, hey, folks, how are you? Now, maybe if I saw two seconds before and after that, it provides more context. Like, in fact, I'm certain that's the case, but that shouldn't be isolatable enough. Like, it shouldn't be that easy. Like, stop doing things like that. Maybe he's knocking on wood for good luck. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, let's see. What? Uh, oh, um, no, we're getting a little bit long. I'm not going to play. Did you see that? the So the president of Korea or prime minister, whatever they have there, president, um, he mm-hmm. uh, head of state was in, in D.C. The uh, did you see the president asked him to sing bye bye Miss American Pie because he had heard that that he could sing it. Yes. And he sang it, and it was really good. But, like, mm-hmm. what's that song about, Can Alan? Chevy to Levy, when Levy was dry. Yeah. It's about the, the 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 musicians dying on the plane. Um, yeah. The day the music died. Yeah. yeah, it's also could be seen as, like, the death of the American dream in the 60s. Um, sure. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff in that, in that, in that song. So Who that's was on cool. that plane? It was... Uh, Big Bopper, uh, Richie... Buddy Holly? And Richie Valance. Richie Valance, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, okay. Sorry. So that's okay. No, I, no, you didn't. Look, I, I mean, okay. we're doing our best right now. We're doing fine. Yeah, yeah. This is fine. Yeah. Uh, here, you want to hear this? It makes you happy. I'm a cunt. There you go. Um, <laughs> so 32 minutes in. So our, I'm going to skip this podcast. Uh, RFK Jr. was on a podcast and 32 minutes in, he said something right. well, well, that I think it should stand out to anyone. I don't think that this is the way that the anti-establishment guy... Um, the guy that's supposed to be courting conspiracies left and right should be selling his campaign. Individuals in many cases who are causing the problems. Most of the people who work for these agencies are fantastic people. Yesterday I talked about my, uh, my daughter-in-law, Amaryllis Fox, married to my son Bobby, who spent her entire career as a spy for the CIA as a clandestine agent. Plus- so okay so first of all let's just address it he has a vocal condition that causes like spasmic muscles in and it only affects the vocal cords other than that Mm -hmm. it has no effect on like your health um okay that's that um so if you couldn't hear he said oh yeah my daughter-in-law married my son bobby he uh she uh she was a she works for the cia she's the uh was a clandestine clandestine agent all of her career in the Mideast, in the weapons of mass destruction horrendously dangerous did did you say that before already did you already say that she's running his campaign 
I don't think he did. Yeah, say hold, that on, yet, hold no. on, hold on, hold on. Married to my son Bobby, who spent her entire career as a spy for the CIA as a clandestine agent in the Middle East in the weapons of mass destruction, horrendously dangerous work that she was doing, and she is the most idealistic patriot that you could and brilliant. Patriot that you could pop she's now helping to run my campaign, Dennis. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Come on. Like like I just the name Kennedy mm. is gonna do something. Like that's gotta be like and then at the same time it's like really somebody named Kennedy is also running. Like that's our that's our hope for something for change. <laughs> it's a third generation dynasty. Like Yeah. You know, in a way he reminds me a lot. Do you have something? No, okay. I would. I mean, I mean, you know, Bush, Clinton, Bush. We kind of do that. CIA America, Bush so. is, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Not to mention that. Um, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, in a way, he reminds me of like the outsider benefits that people liked in Trump, but without mm. the whole "what the fuck is this guy going to do with his finger on the button" part of outsider. Yeah, that might be problematic. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's that, I mean, that's a plus, right? Like, if you liked that about Trump. Here's this guy and he won't scare you and nice <laughs> tweets. Right. Um, yeah. And his daughter-in-law was a CIA spook. Yeah. Running the, running the, the, his campaign. Do you, um, do you know that he, uh, he's endorsed by someone specifically? No, I don't know. RFK junior. Let's see if you can guess who, who this is. Are you trying to have sex with me? There you. <laughs> Alex Jones. Yeah. It's the same as this guy. Let's rape possums. Okay. Let's cram earthworms wow. up our rear end. Yeah, earthworms in our rear end. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so that's not going to help Robert's campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Probably right. not so much. Um, so this is still our making fun of the left segment. Did you see that uh, the Trump town hall was announced on, of all places, CNN? They learned nothing. Like, they learned and fucking just nothing. Just in CNN, former President Donald Trump will participate in a CNN presidential town hall next week. The former president will take questions from New Hampshire Republicans and undeclared voters who do plan to vote in the 2024 GOP presidential primary. CNN This Morning anchor Caitlin Collins will moderate the May 10th town hall at St. Anselm College at 9 p.m. Eastern time. They just can't help it. They're like, they can't help it. They're like, oh, you know what we got to do is Tucker, you know, Fox lost some people temporarily. Probably just like people mm. will go back to their Bud Lights and everything else that pisses them off for a little bit. Um, <laughs> right. And and in the meantime, they're like, hey, if you're watching CNN, we got your guy here. Well, I think the new head of CNN has made it clear that he wants to be more of a centrist uh, television channel. Um, and perhaps the, result the whole is... lemon thing was part of that. Uh, um, but nah, so I, I think I, the lemon thing was much more left wing than centrist. I mean, could the be, people that got be, pissed about, I, think, I mean, it was a shitty thing to say, but it was, it was a the, shitty the thing people to, to get overly upset about that to the point that you lose your job after working somewhere for 12 years, aren't the people in the center. Yeah. I think that there were other things that, that maybe, uh, were not liked about him, but anyways, I, so the, the new head of CNN is definitely trying to bring the organization more centrist and pr I'm sure he sees this as some way to do that. Like, you know, let the other side have a voice too, which is just. Doesn't make any sense when it's Trump, but there's, anyways. Yeah, there's plenty of other people on the right you can talk to. They're doing this because yep. they want that to be the candidate. You could they're talk doing the to same, DeSantis. They're doing the same Haley. thing that they did in uh, in 2016. They're playing. The they're same going for the ratings. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. I hate it. And that's what gave Trump a platform in 2016 um, that was completely like out of whack with... The same people that broadcast the January 6th hearings, you would think wouldn't want to platform the person that they think are responsible for doing that, right? One would, one would think. There's, one would think. There's just no soul behind their... Like, they're just... I mean, they, they're rudderless. They're just yeah, like, we're, there's a big tent in the left wing and we just swim around this pond bumping into people. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Uh, well, well, let's get into uh, our next segment, Alan. It's called the... <laughs> it's another battle in the culture wars. Oh, not the culture wars. <laughs> They're worried about a culture war. Culture wars. Stop with the culture wars. <laughs> Did you read this first note? I did. So I forgot to mention this, but uh, Connor told me that uh, Donald the Third, new mm-hmm. listeners, um, someone who doesn't go online anymore, but what? no, how do I call him that? Uh, a friend of the show, Connor of Constitutional Authority on Twitter and Instagram. He uh, he is Donald the Third's teacher at his private school, and um, mm-hmm. he's kept his personal life, his online presence, private from D three. And on Monday, he came up to him and goes, hey, I, uh, you know, so Donald's like a 13 year old, like Andrew Tate worshiper, like no joke. He's like constantly, he's still doing like the little Andrew Tate has a sign, I guess. Anyways, um, big shocker there, but he, he goes, he goes, Hey, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Mr. Connor, I, uh, I found this cool meme page online called constitution of no authority, which is Connor's page. (laughs) And it took me like a half a second because I'm a total narcissist to be like, dude, like 10 posts before he like stopped posting anymore because he stopped posting at the beginning of the year for like religious reasons. I, I can't explain it. These Catholics, fucking papists. <laughs> Anyways, he um, that like 10 posts before he stopped was we did two back to back collab posts. So that means that it's potentially DJ three potentially is you don't find a page and not get past 10 posts on it when it's That's your fucking true. teacher. True. And those are some spicy ones. Those are good ones after the election. It was about Democrats celebrating after they lost. Oh, my God. Alan. (laughs) I can see why CNN wants to have Trump on because it's just it's so intoxicating Mm. to get this this Trump louvre on you. Oeuvre on you. Louvre is a a I don't want any Trump oeuvre. Okay. What about louvre? Trump louvre? (laughs) No, none of that either. Okay. All right. All right. (laughs) You Uh, can keep all of it. Too French, right? All right. <laughs> you know the difference between regular doors and French doors? Uh, no. French doors are just like regular doors, but more tongue. I can do the same <laughs> thing with like bulldogs. And... Okay. Anyways. I was, I it's was more true. About I was bulldogs. thinking there must be like a push pull sort of thing no, in there somewhere. No, just like like a pushover. Dumb, jump, dumb puns. Okay. All right. Uh, do you, this is supposed to be our serious hour. Um, oh, right. So Fox News we producer, we talked about it last week. Um, she's suing him in a separate civil case uh, from the, uh, the because the other uh, cases have to do with election machines, right? Voting machines. Election machines. Yes. Okay. Um, so this is that this is that ex-Fox producer on MSNBC of all places, but we'll forgive that. So she's talking about Tucker uh, intent on lying that the FBI was behind Trump's insurrection, says Fox News is generating hatred and hurting people. There's a rundown. Tucker was very set on finding an FBI person who was implanted in the crowd and spinning this conspiracy that they were ultimately the ones responsible for the Capitol attack, not Fox News, as they're about to go into the Dominion trial, that it was really, you know, the FBI 
FBI that set up this thing, not Fox telling the American people that the election. Hold on. Does this sound like she's telling a story, though? She just knows how news works. So it just feels weird. Like, I don't know. It doesn't do sound like a story. It sounds like she's reading it. Okay. Was rigged and the voting machines did it. And when I went back to them, and said, look, there's no conspiracy theory here. I called this attorney that's representing one of the Proud Boys, and he flat out told me on two occasions, there is no conspiracy. Get away from this stuff. This is dangerous. Tell Tucker to stop. I'll come on your show and represent my client, but I absolutely will walk off if he asks me this. And the response was, well, find somebody else. Tucker is really intent on this. And that wore my mental health, too, because by that time, I had really begun to connect the dots that the programming that we were putting on air every night was not just generating business, but also generating hatred in the audience. And after January 6th, I had this wake up moment that this is hurting people. People are getting angry and people are acting out on that anger. And this is not OK. And I don't want to be part of that. But they were having me. Sounds like she's talking to the audience. It sounds like she's trying to build a case. Um, yeah. She says mental health. It's weird. That, I mean, this is the person I, suing and she's like going on TV and like giving her lawsuit. Yeah, that's, that is odd. Um, I agree that very likely that was a hostile work environment. She probably does have a case. Uh, I don't think she needed to wait till January 6th to realize. That that's why that was when I was out. like, I feel like you're telling a fucking story. That's when I really felt that because I was like, no, no, you like uh, that. What you used no. That shouldn't yeah. take you didn't that. need to wait till then to, yeah. to realize that what you were doing. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Okay. Right. It was happening way before that. Uh, I got to start this. Uh, do, do you associate Bob Costas with hot takes? No, not at all. Um, this is Bob. Costas. Do you think everyone knows who Bob Costas is? I've got to set this up. Uh, sports commentator. He's been calling baseball for like. Decades, and, and like every Olympics years. until like 2016. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. He had a show on HBO for a while. I can't remember oh what it was called sports. about sports. Yeah. He's a sports dude. He's been broadcasting sports for, I don't know, 30, as long as I've been alive. Smooth voice. Okay. Well, he's on Very CNN talking good. politics. Yeah. Weird. That's right. Left Fox as a, as a matter of principle. Yes. And, and good for him. This is not a question of being conservative or being a, or being Republican. This is lunacy. They've descended into madness where where people whose only objective is their next appearance on Fox News hold congressional seats and have sway within the party. And they all live in fear of it's a cult. It's not a principle. It's not a philosophy. It's no longer a party so much as it is a cult. Some of them are just bat bleep crazy. You know, the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world. But others are just so spineless and cowardly and so in fear of what turning on Trump and even acknowledging this madness would would cause that they bite their tongues or they say things that they should know better. They don't really believe it. But, you know, that's the Kevin McCarthy's of the world. And Fox News could have been could have been a corrective to that. If Fox News had said, look, hey, we lean right. But this isn't true. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. I'm surprised to hear him say that that blatantly. But um, I mean, I think we talked on the show. Was it CPAC last year? Their their platform was just like, yeah, we like Trump. That's our that's our platform. Yeah. Um, and it, it, I mean, there is. Yeah, it, it is a cult. It, it, he's right. He's not wrong. Um, it's just weird to hear Bob Costas saying it. Agreed. Agreed. No. I did not expect no. that from him. 
Um, this is a clip Toaster sent in. This is uh, the Florida representative saying the quiet part out loud. Something about erasing oh. communities uh, here. Well, if it means erasing a community because you have to target children, when well, damn right we ought to do it. What? So I guess, like, can I, I guess, build a case for him? What he's trying to say? What's the context? I don't. So think I think the context is he believes that these communities I'm going to go with trans, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are hurting children. So he said, if it's, if you're hurting children and that means to protect the children, I need to erase your community, then damn right. We're going to do it. So have a little humility. Like you might be wrong. Like, <laughs> Have you considered you might be wrong and you shouldn't be just erasing this community because of a feeling? Yeah, erasing communities. That sounds familiar vaguely. Yeah, I don't know. Genocide? Um, yeah, yeah, that's... Uh... Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, let's see. Oh, well, you know what? As long as I got you on your heels, uh, let me throw this clip at you and see how you respond. Mm. Um, guess who this is. Oh, I mean, that, that ranks high. Do you know who this is? Don't look. Not yet, no. Okay, take know. a guess who, who this sounds like. Everyone deserves the right to play. Everyone deserves the right to to come here, sit in these seats, and feel safe, and not feel um, like there's a threat or they can't be who they are. Okay, any guess? No, I don't. I have no idea. Well, just pick a guess. <laughs> I don't. It's, so the, everyone has a right to play, okay? Um... I, I don't know. It's fucking Alex Rodriguez. No, I don't. I have no idea. I don't know who it is. I don't know. Uh, this is uh, this is Brittany I Griner being asked on, on about whether I'll be fighting for. Okay, don't listen to me. Uh, that's Brittany Griner being asked about whether um, trans people should be able to com- uh, compete with their biological sex, specifically women. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard her voice. No, no, I have. I knew it would be a real fun uh, one to ask someone that hasn't heard it before. Speaking up against, you know, everyone, has, everyone deserves the right to play. Everyone deserves the right to, to come here. All right, Alan, can you solve this? Let's solve this problem <laughs> solve. right here. Yeah, do you think that's a solution that everyone should get to play and it's uh, like a hate crime if you don't let a trans woman play in women's sports? Oh, no, I don't think that's true. Okay. Um I tried to put you on the spot just to make you squirm. Sorry. So, I mean, this is a tough one, right? Like I have sympathy for people that have passionate arguments on both sides of this, especially if it is like personal to them. Right. Like if, especially if, yeah, like, I mean, if, I think... if, if, if there's ways that it affects them personally, I'm sympathetic to their reasoning. Does that make sense? It, it does. Both, I think I've, I think I've sort of sketched out my position previously on the show, which is that there are real biological differences, um, especially if, if a, a person has gone through puberty as a male um, and then becomes a trans woman. I fully respect that. I'll call you whatever pronoun you want. You're a woman. That's fine. You're a trans person. Um, but if you're going to compete in a sports arena, the advantages that you have as a person who was a male that went through puberty are are just unfair in a, in a competition. If the person that you're going to compete against is fine with that, then by all means, go ahead. So if you're in the UFC and um, uh, you're a, 
a female, you know, born female, went through puberty as a female, and you're willing to take on the challenge of fighting somebody who uh, was a male that went through puberty and is now a trans female, uh, fine. I'll probably watch. Um, but that that should be consensual, and that shouldn't like, – it's just an unfair advantage. Yeah. Just and, well, and just also unfair. in that scenario, like, you might have trouble finding people that want to agree with doing that, you know? So there's almost – I mean, this is one of those things where I don't want to call this like a 50, 50 situation because, you know, every but anybody on any, any divide of this feels like it's 100% that they're right. So don't call it 50, 50, just the, you know, but in, in these scenarios, abortions kind of like this too. I always try to err on the side of maximal freedom. Sure. So I don't know what that is in this case. Like, I guess this is going to sound wrong, but it's like, if you're born as a biological man for most of human history, you would feel horrible and go through all of the troubles of that. If you grew up as a man and thought you and felt like you should be a woman, right? Right. Sure. We're at a stage where we can do something to help with that in human yeah. history. And that's a great advantage. Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. But I wonder if it seems like it's just kind of a little too much to ask to on top of that, say, I want to be a professional athlete in these, in the other, it's like, I, this is going to sound wrong, but like, can't you kind of just be happy with this being as good? Like nobody's going to get 100% of what they want. That's pretty fucking good. Look, you get to not live your life in the prison of being in the wrong sex at birth. We can help with that. Sorry, you can't play in the olympics with but it's just you know the guess what the for the small overlapping because that's the thing is like you're talking about there was like kansas had to have a whole like uh uh legislative session or something over this and or maybe even a vote and it was like this is i think this affects like four people in your state like this and those are real people but this is clearly a distraction and a diversion from other things that we can so I guess here's what I would say is uh, so we talked about models earlier in the show and how genetically the the genetics that it takes to be like a supermodel are, are different than what most people have. Okay, mm -hmm. we 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 I think we understand that. Um, you you also there are the spectrum of of people on on either side of the gender divide is wide. Okay. And there are going to be people on both ends of the spectrum, you know, there, there, that are going to be sort of above average, below average, whatever, right. Whatever you want to call average. The, but generally speaking, if you went through puberty as a male, you would have a competitive advantage in most sp sport competition. Like because of exposure somebody. to testosterone, right? Right. Right. And because of just bone structure, density, all yeah. that. That's just generally speaking, that's true. Now, are there going to be outside cases where that's different? Uh, yeah, I played a video of someone who clearly, I played an audio recently of someone who clearly probably has slightly different biological chemistry. Genetic, I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not yeah. saying she's a man. I'm just saying like that something, you, certain hormones fired for you that didn't fire for other people and you're eight sure. feet tall and can dunk. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if I mean, I if she wanted to play me at basketball, I clearly I'm not right. gonna. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> she's gonna destroy me. Okay. So what I'm saying is like, just generally speaking, that there is gonna be a competitive advantage for somebody who went through puberty as a male versus somebody who went through puberty as a female. I think we can all understand that the science, the biology of that. 
again, so to, to make competition fair, I think we have to acknowledge that. Now, if the people in the competition are okay with those biological potential differences, then fine. It's but just hard to do at a large also group. Also fine. It's hard to do in a large yeah. group. Yeah, right. Also yes. fine. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right. yeah. It seems like something that kind of does need to be consensual. And maybe in a generation, we won't feel that way. But I feel like that's... I don't feel like me and you are off on an island with this thought. Like, and... and yeah. I, But, yeah, I don't know. Still, I'm, I'm open to... Be you know what? Give them all steroids and let them fucking go. Like, I, I, I'll <laughs> right? watch that. I know, right? <laughs> when it comes to pro sports, sure. But, you know, when it comes to middle schools, that's where you get parents. And sure, yeah, yeah, becomes, of course, of course. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. Uh, well, that was more entertaining than I thought it'd be. Um, did you know Fonnie Willis kind of has a date set for her indictment? Uh, Fulton County DA with the whole... Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't okay, know so Buzz talked about it on uh, Bob's show. Uh, okay, so this is a Buzz Burbank report on Twitter. As if to assure skeptics she's not dropped the ball, Georgia DA Fonnie Willis says indictments in her election interference case will drop between July 11, the day before my birthday, and uh-huh. September 1. She's uh-huh. alerted law enforcement to prep for a possibly violent public reaction, True. which indicates mm-hmm. Trump will be indicted. Don't you think so? I mean... Yeah, that's just a reminder that podcast is on the sexy liberal podcast network as you can tell by the applause and laughter <laughs> i wasn't aware of the dates i hadn't, I hadn't yeah it's weird right but yeah well be, so i guess that's all because she's notified law enforcement which there's a lot to speculate from that of course yeah sure right. somebody well, probably would have leaked that i would imagine i say if you get that wrong you're you're about to be in the same category as q and a thousand sealed indictments you hear me burbank <laughs> you hear me <laughs> Can't get people's, uh, don't play with people's emotions like that. Mm. Um, have you heard about this Randy Weingarten lady? Uh, she's like the head of a teacher. Schools, union uh, the, uh, yeah. what do you call it? Um, Department of Education, Teacher. maybe? Teachers Union? Yeah. So she was on like CNN. She was on CNN and this guy, Scott Jennings, had this to say to her after she goes on there and basically like just lies. She just goes on and she's like, uh, yeah, I wanted to open up schools like in spring of 2020, you know, and she didn't say that, but she was like, I wanted to open up schools all the time, except what happened in reality. He's not going to say any of this shit. He's just going to express, you know what? I'll bite my tongue and I'll save it because I won't forget it. Yeah. Um, we don't know each other, but speaking on behalf of millions of American parents, I have four at home. I had to teach them at home. My wife had to teach them at home. I am stunned at what you have said this week about you're claiming to have wanted to reopen schools. I think most you'll find that most parents believe you were the tip of the spear of school closures. There are numerous statements you made over the summer of 20, scaring people to death about the possibility of opening schools. And I hear no remorse whatsoever about the generational damage that's been done to these kids. I have two kids with learning differences. Do you know how hard it is for them to learn at home and not in a classroom that was designed for them? And for you to sit in front of Congress and the American people and say, oh, I I wanted to open them the whole time. I I am shocked. I'm stunned. I'm stunned. And there are millions of parents who feel the exact same way. Okay. This is is on CNN. Did she respond? Uh, I don't have a response. Sorry. She's just going to lie. So I will say that I saw her, some of her testimony in front of Congress. It was a shit show. Um, She... (laughs) She's kind of like an aw shucks routine. Like, I don't know what I, it was just, uh, yeah, she wouldn't answer yes or no questions. Um, 
and I'll say on the show, like, uh, in retrospect, I think it's pretty obvious that shutting down schools was a bad thing. Um, as long as we did, I think that there's going to be, there was a um, time where we didn't know. And like, I mean, I we didn't know. still have an opinion on it, but I can understand. We didn't know it, but also I, th- I think there's going to be impacts of that generation of kids. Yeah. Like, for, for decades to come. Oh, yeah. Um, just the social skills, the, well, all even of that. Just, just like the things isolation. that like, we do at the time where you kind of get that part of the brain firing and like you yeah. can't replace that at a later age. I mean, you can. No. But, you know. It's it's very difficult. Um, and so I think that there is some revisionist history happening here or, or she's trying to. Um, do you want some reminders and, of shit she did? Well, well, just I, I, one more thing. I think that um, – you have to remember that she was representing a teacher's union, I think, at the time, I believe. Um, and teachers were freaked the fuck out about uh, – not all of them, but a large percentage. I don't even know if it was over half or more. I don't know if it was a majority. But there were a number of teachers that were freaked the fuck out about going back to school as it was. Um, they were scared, and I understand why they were scared. Yeah. And she was representing those people. Um, so, I mean – no, she did a great job. She we, represented I, them and went and convinced Congress to give them a hundred and eighty million dollars. Yeah, I just I think and we, and then take all but, this but, out wait, of, what was that money used for? To reopen schools. Except, did they reopen schools with that money? No, no. They spent a year and a half not going back to school after that. They also. What was the other thing? She was like, "Oh, we need to make sure that teachers are at the front of the line of people to get vaccinated." And then once they did that, they're like, okay, so now you can go back in schools. They're like, no, we can't. Yeah. I, 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 I understand that. that it's easy to look back and say well, she was a piece of shit um, based on what we know now. I, I don't know that that's – we were all scared. We were talking about like, that. Let's then. be honest. You know, like we were all scared. I was scared. You were scared. Everybody I knew was scared. We didn't know what was happening. There, there were certainly there, were certainly mistakes made. There certainly, mistake. I, I think Fauci acknowledged it. We talked about it last week. Yeah. Um, CDC bullshit. fucked up. Uh, there was a lot of things that went wrong. Uh, but in that situ, in the moment, none of us knew. Like we were trying to follow what the experts were telling us. I mean, we're not. These people experts. knew a lot more than than anybody else, and they made these bad decisions. And they, t- I would, I would agree. I'm not, be... I'm not giving any of them a pass. I'm just saying. We have to remember what it was like in that moment and understand what these. That's why I'm mad at them about things that happened down the line. Like that shit with the vaccines almost pisses me off more than anything else because that's fall of 2020. uh, Excuse me, uh, spring of 2021. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, (laughs) I think that's it with that. Um, I oh I you know what I wanted to play this in how about that but I thought it would make people turn off the show. So I hit it down here at the end. <laughs> okay. Get ready. It's uh I might have to turn about this first part. Mattel has a new Barbie doll. Did you see this? Never has ever Barbie if thousand times. Did you hear that? Did you need me to translate or you good? Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear it. I'll back it up just in case. The first ever Barbie with Down syndrome. The first ever Barbie with Down syndrome, you idiot. It looks like me. It looks and like me. It's beautiful and I love it to pieces. So when I first saw the Barbie, I was like, what the heck? <laughs> a bit overwhelmed. Are you mad at me? Um, let's no, say, not at all. like, I, I thought I was filled and like, yeah, you know. I thought you were going to have me blow it up. I'm going to blow it up just for fun. <laughs> okay. 
Oh my god. So um, I know about this only because I, I saw a comedian on Instagram talk about it, and she was hilarious. And I wish I'd sent it to you. I will try to find it later and send it to you. But uh, was it? Yeah, I, I was aware. I think it was Sam Morell that said sales are slow. <laughs> Don't, Alan. It was a female. Hey, it was it was a hell? female comedian. Jeez. And I can't remember her punchline, but it was so fucking funny. Okay. Well, it if you laughed funny. at that, then sure. Uh, so, can no. you see why I hid this down here? I can see why you hit that down okay. there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let me play this clip from... Uh, this will wrap up our culture wars. This is another video that... Uh, or this is another clip that Tucker sent. God damn it. Toaster. Tucker. <laughs> I'm a sexy Tucker. <laughs> well, that means something else. <laughs> Toaster's going to be Not upset. a show title. Not a show title. Um, so, the day after <laughs> Tucker, right? Yeah, wait. Tucker. Got fired. Tucker. He went and did his own little post. Uh, this is about a minute of that post. And uh, I wonder if you have the same thoughts I have about what's true and a bunch of hilarious people. Go watch that video. I fucking called it. I knew it. I knew you were. I thought that was the video. (laughs) So Tucker posts this video uh, talking about how, you know, you ever notice the things on TV are just there to distract you and keep you upset. You know, it's a culture war. Like we said, (laughs) it's a culture Mm. war. And he does his high-pitched laugh. Um, so he basically kind of does that shtick. And he's like, now that I'm not on a network, don't you ever notice it? About what's true. People who really care about what's true. And a bunch of hilarious people. Go watch that video. I fucking called it. I knew it. I knew you were going to come out with this bullshit. You got paid $35 million a fucking year to talk about how M&Ms aren't sexy anymore. And then you want to come out and talk about that the media doesn't discuss the real problems that plague Americans like you weren't a part of the fucking problem. You took that money, though. Hmm? You took that money. You come out and say the shit after your ass got fired. Right. But you took that money for 15 years. You cashed that check. She hits the buttons a bunch more times. All right. That's good. I'm actually glad. New York accent, though. I know. It's thick, man. It's like the opposite of a southern accent. It's like, does it do it for you? It kind of does. Oh, God. I mean, do, wait, does a Boston accent do it for you? No. Please say no. Okay, good. Oh, God. No. Uh, uh, it, it's, it's not quite Long Island, but it's it's definitely New York. Yeah. Yeah. It's trash. Yeah. Um, the I got one from the Daily. Oh, yeah. You know what? This is So this is kind of like our big stories catch-all segment. Um, so the Daily was talking about, you know, no big deal. Nobody's really talking about that. A fucking bank collapsed again. This is the third bank. Oh. This is, you know, a pretty major size bank too. I mean, what? what are they First called? Republic. Yeah. So First Republic Bank. Um, here's a clip from the Daily. Silicon Valley Bank. Things went. So, sorry. Sorry. My bad. So in the wake of that bank collapsing, the because it couldn't keep up with deposits, right? Deposits couldn't keep up. Um, they were like, well, what is, what is the lesson we learned from uh, Silicon Valley Bank collapsing? And uh, there's a few lessons they talked about. This is the one that pissed me off. Too slow. <laughs> there was also just simply some plain old misdiagnosis that happened here. So for example, one of the interesting documents showed that in the middle of 2021, some of the supervisors supervisors means regulators mm-hmm. these aren't supervisors within the bank this is the government right, right. this is position the, yeah, tasked right. to make sure that they're not 
Gonna Banks remains off. Okay. Yeah. Watching over Silicon Valley Bank, we're worried about the possibility that they weren't properly protected in the case that interest rates fell. This was 2021. Interest rates went down, which is interesting because by the middle of 2021, inflation had started to pick up. And interest rates had not ri- risen yet. Like they're talking about concerning about it down. Where were they? One? What was it? I don't remember what it was, but what's what the fuck was down going to be from there? Like that was the regulator being stupid, actually dumb. They wrote it down. They're like, hey, in our investigation, turns out we found this memo. The person looking over this was dumb. The market <laughs> conditions are. Yeah. Market conditions are. It can't get lower. Like I. Am I not saying this clearly? This is mind-fuckingly, stupefyingly... So they were aware that there were there was a potential uh, liability on of their assets because they understood inflation was happening and that they could severely be negatively impacted by a rise in, a rise in interest rates. They knew there was no place for it to go but up. And with inflation on the horizon, why would you think it wouldn't go up is what you're saying. And the regulator goes, what happens if rates go down, though? Are they prepared for that? Like, (laughs) fucking idiots. Fuck. Yeah. All right. Um, I got a bunch of China shit. So let me get first of all. China's asshole. China is asshole. Um, So Iranian tanker. This is another story that was like, it was a headline. And then they were like, I don't know. Nobody's getting shot at. Um, so do you know the story about the Iranian tanker? Do you have it in the headline show or can we talk about it here? Uh, talk about it here. Can you uh, set it up? I, I actually <laughs> not super effectively. Okay. So, uh, yeah. you know what? Don't got to. So Peter Zian, uh, the guy that's everyone, Peter Zian coming Zian. to you from Colorado. It is the 27th of April. This is the author of that book that me and you, uh, have read. Did you finish it yet? Or are you about to? I am close. The end of the world is only the beginning or just, just the beginning. beginning. We'll be seeing yep. this the morning yep. of the 28th. Uh, the news uh, that just came out is that the Iranians have snagged another tanker, uh, a vessel called the Advantage Suite, which is a Suez Max uh, oil tanker, uh, which means it probably is carrying about 800,000 barrels of crude. It is owned by a Turkish company and is registered in the Marshall Islands. Uh, the U.S. Navy has issued a press release basically saying, bad Iran, very, very bad Iran. And that's it. Um, this is your periodic reminder that when it comes to international energy markets, the U.S. just doesn't care anymore. Uh, and if somebody wants to deal with Iran seizing tankers, then they will have to do it without the United States. Uh, this is a big change, of course, in most people's perceptions, especially compared to the policy sets that we have seen in the United States for the last several decades. But remember why those policy sets have existed. It's not that the United States imports a lot of oil from the Middle East. It doesn't. It really never has. But its allies do. And the entire basis of the American post-World War II global environment was that we will fight wars to protect resource flows and product flows so that you will sublimate your military needs to us. Basically, we will fight your economic war so you don't. Yeah. So he talks a lot about that paradigm in the book of the order, as he calls it, which is post-World War II, where the U.S. essentially said, we'll be the world police. We're going to make sure that everybody can trade. Um, uh, you know, they can, you know, safely uh, move their products uh, across borders, through oceans. Um, we're going to make sure that's okay. And just because we want the, the global economy to... Uh, to improve and we want all our allies to be able to get whatever resources they need 
So if you and join the democracy point, game and you play that game and don't worry about having a major army to protect yourself, we'll... Because we we'll, got you. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to yeah, protect yourself. Because we're going to spend billions of dollars on defense. The seas are, um, but the seas are clear and it's due to that. Okay, go ahead. Right. Yeah, no we're going to have the biggest Navy known to me. Like, you know, why we have ever. no healthcare. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, and so it, now we're sort of post that order where the U S has said, you know, hands off, we're not going to be the world police anymore. Um, we're going to be, we're going to, this is post globalization. We're going to deglobalize. We're going to, um, try to move manufacturing from China to, you know, our, our country or countries well, more favorable and, to us, Mexico, Canada. And that all speeds up when the other major powers start to accelerate things in the opposite direction, trying to de-dollarize and sure. have wars of conquest that go against the order of the system. Right. Exactly. Okay. And so when you see something like this, where Iran is seizing an oil tanker, pre previously the U.S. would have done something about that. That wouldn't have been allowed to happen. Now we're, it's we're just like okay, yeah, that happened. Um, and so this something. is a very a huge change in the entire world order, right? Wherein, um, you know, as we withdraw from the world stage and just say, okay, you guys play, um, everything changes. And he talks, he goes into depth about the impacts of that on every country on the planet sort of economically what that means about how we share resources how we you know getting resources um how we you know how supply chains work they get, that comes up so here here he's going to talk about another country very specifically oh, have to and that gives us a free hand in control of your militaries in case of a confrontation with the soviet union the russians may be coming back in a big way but they are not the soviets and they do not have a global position and so the united states bit by bit under obama under Biden, under Trump, have all basically steadily reduced the American commitment to the maritime order that allows global trade and global energy markets to work. And so this advantage suite, this tanker that's been gone, the U.S. really doesn't care. But if you're China, this is a problem because the entire existence of the Chinese economy and its strategic position is based on the idea that the United States, no matter what else happens, no matter what the Chinese do, no matter how much military action China carries out, that the Americans will still uphold civilian freedom of the seas. And as we've seen today, again, the U.S. has no interest in that anymore. So if next time we do get a meaningful interruption to international energy flows, the United States basically closes its borders to energy trade, it's self-sufficient within North America, and the Chinese are at the very end of a very long supply line that they have no hope of protecting, and that means they'll deindustrialize, and that means it's the end of China's unified nation state. And of course, if you've been following me for a while, you know that that's only one of the many reasons why the Chinese are going to end this decade. All right, that's it for me. <laughs> He's like, back to hiking in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, and I, I talked on the show a while back about that book, uh, The New Maps, um, yeah. which talked about how um, America has... Yeah, America has been able to essentially become energy independent, um, primarily because of technologies like fracking and drilling horizontally. Um, we don't need outside, uh, you know, hydrocarbons. We have plenty here. Um, and so... America is actually pretty uniquely uh, placed in the world order in that we're such a huge country and we have huge oceans on all sides and we have plenty of resources that um, it's not going to be great for the world as a whole uh, going forward. But as he, he says often, um, America is actually pretty well, you know, 
supposed to be okay. It's still not going to be great, but yeah, um, yeah the decoupling is going to um, be painful. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I have a couple of clips because uh, I told you this is about China is asshole. So I have a clip about the U.S. dollar. Uh, I think it's, there's been a lot of clips going around about threats to the U.S. dollar, and I think a lot of people kind of want to hear us talk about that. But there's also a lot going on about BRICS and the threat towards U.S. dominance because of BRICS. Now, if you listen to what we just heard, you wouldn't be worried about any China-led fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, potential alternate world order. Uh, which do you want to hear? Do you want to hear both of these? Do you think we have time for both? I definitely want to hear the BRICS one. So BRICS, so BRICS is Brazil, Iran, China, Russia, Russia. What's uh, the other one? So, so, uh, so, so, South um, South Africa. No, is this South Africa? Yeah. Okay. I think. If you want to look it up. <laughs> yeah. There's like 19 new uh, applicants. Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. I was the wildest there. fantasy in international relations. Bricks? What the fuck is that? I like the way he says bricks. You can just group five random countries bricks. and give them an acronym. You can do better by throwing darts at the goddamn map. The BRICS geeks are like, they will form a common currency to preempt US sanctions. Okay guys, give me one reason that Brazil, India, and South Africa should worry about US sanctions. Is Brazil ready to invade Mexico? Or is India gonna invade, I don't know, Australia? Hey, did you guys get some classified intel from that Minecraft server? Because nobody told me. <laughs> oh, you know what? I did see a headline yesterday about India having some security problems. But guess who was on the other side? It was a sea China. in bricks. In case you don't remember, both Russia and India actually had a war with China in the 60s. But guess who they never had a war with? The evil American empire. So you really think they're going to wake up one morning and be like, Hmm, let's give China more control over our economy. If you want to print a currency, you first need a central bank to determine how much money you want to put in the economy. So these five wildly different countries would have to come up with a common central bank. Uh, if you think the CCP is going to let other countries decide <laughs> the money supply in the Chinese economy, you don't know how the minds of control freaks work. Remember I told you about China's foreign exchange control? So what if some rich people start selling their yuan for some BRICS money and then selling their BRICS money for some U.S. dollars? Bye-bye capital yep. control. I don't know about you, but I would do that if I had money. <laughs> so let's see. The BRICS is not a military alliance for sure. And they have strict visa policies against each other, so there's no free flow of people. <laughs> and they're not even a trade organization because there's no free trade between any pair of them. <laughs> But hey, let's first get a common central bank. <laughs> let's get fucking married and then exchange numbers later. Home fucking base. Yeah. By the yeah, way, I tried they, really uh, hard to find the United uh, fucking, you know, Iran and Saudi Arabia. Like, okay, whatever. Go, go be the globe's mediators. <laughs> like they, but like even that, like they just stumbled into that. I, I, the, the details of that was almost like this was working its way together. And they were like, well, we should be the country that does that. Uh, they, they don't offer any positive influence on the countries they think they can just like buy their influence and right, right. once you're unpopular there's no sentimental reason to stick with you yeah and they're none of them are fans of each other as like yeah. he points out right. <laughs> he has very fair criticisms yeah. very like the line of control between india and china has been a thing for a while um and yeah china giving up power over its currency is just not ever gonna no. happen <laughs> um so yeah 
I have this under uh, a Trump topic. This kind of could have been oh. culture wars. Uh, oh, no, I'm skipping this. Um, yeah. Okay, then. I think I, I got... Oh, you know what? We've got another another clip from... By the way, I think that last one was from Huey. Um, the... Oh, this is awesome way. This is a Senator normal guy. I forget his name, like Jeff Johnson or something. You know, you know, you know, Ron Johnson from Wisconsin. No, no. Jack Jefferson, (laughs) Jeff, Jeff Jackson, South Carolina, North Carolina. I can just read the words are right there. Jeff Jackson, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This is, um, oh, so he's. He's, uh, he's, hi, I'm just a North Carolina senator. I'm new here, but turns out we have to avoid a recession and it's going to be in six weeks and the debt limit. Six weeks, the federal government will run out of money. We won't be able to pay our bills. If that happens, we will go into default for the first time in our history. It would cause a major recession, millions. How is he so well mic'd? It's like the mic isn't in the shot. I don't understand it of jobs would be lost impressive. and it could trigger a global financial crisis. That's what happens this summer if we don't fix this. There is a proposal that will let us pay our bills that passed out of the House last week, but it's dead on arrival in the Senate because it cut things like veterans health care and law enforcement and education. By the way, it almost didn't pass, but at the last second, George Santos ran out and cast the deciding vote. Shut Pretty wild that, that it all guy. came down to him. So now the Senate will come up with its proposal, which leads a lot of people to see this as a negotiation between Republicans and Democrats. And it kind of is. But there's a tougher negotiation behind that one. It's between Speaker McCarthy and his right flank. Those are the 30 or so hardline conservatives who are calling for the biggest cunts. My sense is there could be plenty of deals (laughs) on this between Republicans and Democrats. But the real sticking point is that there might not be a deal that lets McCarthy keep his job as speaker. Here's why. If his right flank isn't on board with a deal, that deal can still pass. We can find the votes without them, but they can retaliate. They can immediately turn around and punish McCarthy by calling a vote to end his speakership. And if they do, all it takes is five of them to vote against him and he's done, which means a lot of what this boils down to. And it only takes one of them to call the vote. Call the vote. Is one man trying to keep his job. In about six weeks, Man, that guy makes the best videos. They're so like straight to the point. Like, yeah, like he'll. Win that was the one that Thrash knew. That was like in the district next time or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. no, Christian knew him, but he's he's yeah, yes. Christian went to one of his speaking events. Interesting. Yeah, yeah but he is correct. Um, so the deals that the deal that McCarthy had to make uh, to get the speakership, if you all remember, we talked about it on the show. Was you know there was what like six, seven votes I think before he actually was able to get the speakership and to get that uh, across the line. Essentially he had to get the Damocles sword over his head and that's where we're at. And so if he negotiates at all, which is the only way this is going to move forward, then yeah, somebody's going to cut that thread and it's going to fall. Um, and uh, as I said on the show, uh, good luck getting your name on the biggest for the airport, man. I hope you, I hope it was worth it. <laughs> Did he get it? Know. Is it on there? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not yet. But, but that's, it will uh, be. Yeah. I think I got that. Yeah. You got the same reaction from me each time. <laughs> Keep saying it. Like, do it again. I'll be surprised again. A fucking hummingbird for a brain. Uh, I think I'm going to ask you a question. We're going to get out of here, bud. This has been a show. Okay. Yeah, it's been a show. Would you believe me? I think I have a few ones. I got a bunch here. Um, hmm. Would you believe me if I told you there were 45-minute offset time zones? I mean, that's too specific for me to have made that up, right? 
I've never heard of it. So I would believe you because so there's time zones that are 45 minutes off of instead of a new hour. That's by the way, when I first learned that, I was like, why not be 15 minutes off? I'm like, well, it is. It's just 15 minutes. It's just yeah. (laughs) That's that's so weird. Um, Do you know where? Yes, yes. Do you want to guess? Estonia. No. Is that your final um, guess? Hmm. I didn't really hear that. Oh. Oh, Oh, Australia? Yeah. 45-minute time zone? Yeah. uh, Let's see. There's uh, Chatham Islands in New Zealand uses Chatham Standard Zone, uh, an unusual time zone. Um, It's 12.45 off of UTC plus 12.45. And then along with Nepal and unofficial Australian Central Western Time. It is the only three time zones that use 45 minutes off. That's weird. It is weird. I wonder what the, uh, like, I, I don't have those answers. Is. Yeah. I bet there's a good story there, actually. Damn it. Damn it. Alex. Listeners, check that out. Okay. You can, yeah, you can you leave a voice us. message yeah. on our Instagram. There we go. And play it. It's perfect, actually. Yeah. Great. Excellent <laughs> solicitation. Is based just right wing woke? <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. You, can, can you define based? You can't it's define woke. Can you, can you define woke? <laughs> No, it's, it is. It's but right, like, it's I right. know what will elicit a reply from someone who will say based right. or woke, right? I think it's one of those things is... you can't define, but you know what it is when you see it kind of thing, yes. I guess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want one more or is that good? I think we're good. Okay. All right, man. Uh, hey, I, just, I just want to say real quick, like, like I, I, this episode was a roller coaster. Uh, listeners, thank you for being on the ride with us. Um, Rest in peace, Jerry. Rest in peace, Jerry.